Hey gang, this is Fillmore, just letting you know that if you enjoy our podcast, quite frankly, a Howard Stern podcast, and you'd like to donate some money for the upkeep, uh, or you want to request certain clips, please donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash jimfix. That's J-I-M-F-I-X-X. You can donate as much as you want for as long as you want. There's absolutely no obligation. Yeah. Anybody, um, any engineers want to pop on? Tell me why Robin can't hear me. I can hear you now. Can you hear me? I don't even know if I'm on the air right now. So, Howard, you were you were not being heard by anybody. I guess I'm not. Hello? I can't. I don't know if he can hear you now. Can you hear me? I, I can hear you right now. Now you just froze. The Howard Stern Show. See, I had a weird, confusing early sexual fantasy, and I was always mystified by it. I was into the TV show Honey West. Yes. And Francis. She was hot. Blonde, big boobs, the whole deal. And my mom got me a book, a Honey West book. And I was reading about it, and in one little page in the book, Honey West was like bound and gagged by a group of dudes. And they were going to do weird crap to her. <laughs> so I remember laying in bed as a little kid, imagining that I was Honey West t- strapped down in the bed, really? spread eagle. Now that's weird. So I said, wait a second, I might be gay. Really? Why do why you want to be Honey West? Why am I identifying with Honey West? I think that's you're just a masochist. Strange. I think that's the thing. You know, you want to be tied down. I wanted to be tied down. Yeah. Like, who get, like, I, uh, it dawned on me like two days ago. Who's it? Like, my hair's going to get crazy because yeah. I don't have, like, a, I'm not going to get a haircut. And then Beth goes, I'll cut your hair, but you can't cut my hair because my my hair is curly. It's, a, you, it's you, hard to cut your hair. Would you do me a favor? Would you sure. pretend that I am Bahati? I'm sitting here. I am, I'm going to be honest with you. It's hot in the garage. I'm wearing a bra top. I okay. have my, and I only have panties on. I'm being honest. Can you go a little slower? You have underwear on under that rope? There ain't nothing gay about him. All right, like, the one main thing I was talking to these guys about yesterday, when we went to Las Vegas, it was three days of shows, porn stars, strippers, everything out there, right? Yeah. Howard starts off the show, his first observation is he saw KC down at the pool with his shirt off. Like, Uh, his first observation. Yeah, but you don't lie, Five hours later. (laughs) Why are you eating home fries? You're getting a little bit of a belly. Oh, oh, look at Spock. You know I like my girl shaved. <laughs> Make it out with the guy in the back seat. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was at that time, Howard. It was another time. It was like he was just on the side, of the, like he was in front of his house making out with the guy. Oh, they couldn't even get indoors. No, they, they were on the street. But wait, what is this about the book? He's caught. <laughs> I think Ralph really did this. Did you make out with a, ki- a guy? Oh, wow. What happened? No, I wow. Are you high? No, this is... <laughs> I was I was gay way before I met Beth. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Quite Frankly a Howard Stern podcast. I'm your host Fillmore, aka Jim Fix, aka Fillmore Fingers, and with me of course is my wonderful co-host Sam. Hi everyone. And with that pregnant pause, it gives you enough drama that I can build up in the drum roll, please. Who's with us today? Raven. Say hi, Raven. Hi, everybody. Good to be back. We 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 decided to make this an emergency broadcast, so to speak, because we had already recorded um, about four hours, which are more be more like 
you know, two 90 minute episodes, maybe when I get through editing it, um, last weekend, I believe. And so You're welcome everyone. <laughs> we did this with, this is literally going to be about no less than eight hours of podcasting done in about a week. So this was mega, this is a mega project for us where we decided we were only going to do maybe one a week at, at the most for most, most of the time, because it's really tough to put these together um, with schedules being what they are and stuff. But um, Sam, you say you had flooding today. This is like, <laughs> first of all, it's beyond draining listening to the show in its current format, which is right. shit in a toilet. Mm -hmm. And speaking of shit in a toilet, uh, my basement flooded today because I had a birthday party for my daughter and whatever toddlers or babies that were there mothers decided to flush wipes which was oh. the main cause of oh. i have an older house that's updated but not the plumbing so my basement flooded today as Who's... i'm trying to procure clips and i'm thinking to myself i am so stressed out and i hate howard more than ever <laughs> <laughs> so just add the anger to the to the podcast instead. Just channel uh, it, channel it that way. I just as I'm watching shit getting pumped out of my basement, I'm like thinking to myself, "This motherfucker." <laughs> Raven, yes. <laughs> Sam didn't have enough trouble with uh, Ronnie's shit storm last week. Then she's got it in real life now <laughs> in her house. Life so imitates true. art. You guys, hopefully, we. I, <laughs> when you hear that one, guys, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Um, so we had to cover this one because the question was going to be over the weekend. Uh, there was, a, of course, a huge shitstorm of, I mean, shitstorm in relative terms. It wasn't like uh, every single news agency was carrying this. Uh, but Howard finally, he actually addressed the blackface stuff that was trending on Twitter. There was a crap load of activity on Twitter. Everybody doubled down, tripled down. And the question was going to be, was he going to address it? And if he was going to address it, how was he going to? And I think he went by the same playbook he always does. The fact, I, I'm, I'm personally, I thought he wasn't going to uh, address it at all. I'll go Neither on record. Did I. I, I, yeah. we, we did go on record. I said he's not going to bring it up. Okay, so, but I'm saying if we if we record the show and then put this one out before the other one, people won't know that. So we definitely got to say it, make it say it, make it said here. I th But I did think if he was going to address it, it would be such a pitifully awful apology that we would have to make a show about it. <laughs> so true. I, if anyone follows me on Twitter, I have been hammering him. <laughs> For the last, since this non-apology came out, yeah, hammering him, hammering him, hammering any show he's been on, hammering The View. I mean, just so, relentless. To the, point, to the point where you got actually a timeout, a Twitter timeout. Oh, yes. So I, that. I quoted him mm -hmm. and got suspended for 12 hours on Twitter. Well, I had to appeal it and then... <laughs> it was 12 hours I, of yeah because you quoted him from the wendy williams thing basically it was you paraphrased i mean he the, the was it the, the c word that must have been so it i tweeted him or i said i retweeted benjamin actually mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was an article hold on let me pull this up 
uh, it said violating our rules, hateful conduct. That's you it. may not promote violence against, threaten, or harass other people on the basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender, gender identity, religious affiliation, age, disability, or serious disease. So what I tweeted was uh, Benjamin tweeted something. I retweeted it and I commented on the retweet. I said, I love these ones too. The insanity defense for the first 60 years of your life is really incredible, Howard. Evolve now, comma, or wait, hmm, didn't he just go on a 45 uh, minute cunt rant about African American superstar Wendy Williams last year? Question mark. Parasite is a Ching Chong Ching Chong movie? Question mark. And I put a clip up of him mocking and mm-hmm. and a clip of the rant and a yeah. clip of him doing that for parasite and mocking yeah. it and i got suspended for hate speech right his hate speech yeah for those of you who don't know how it works by the way uh guys if twitter does this you have they say you can fight it but what happens is if you fight it you still remain off twitter you can't post mm-hmm. anything so you basically have to delete every the existence of said tweet unless you screen cap it as as sam did and um, and save it, and you can say. Meanwhile, you could post the picture of the banning offense, but mm-hmm. that's not a problem. But the actual because they can't do anything about that. There's no algorithm that can scan photos for content yet. That's coming. Believe me, Big Brother's probably fucking working on it. But um, so she got off of it, and uh, everybody was trying to give her the workarounds. Like you got to spell it C star N T. You got to, you know, you got to spell it profanity in a certain way. It wasn't the profanity. You'll never know what it was because they're so general about it. They're like, just get rid of this fucking tweet, and you had to. And I did because I just didn't know how long it would take to appeal. I did oh, at yeah. first just because I hate. The fact that I was suspended for something that he said, and I'm quoting him, that yeah, it was ridiculous. Me it was ridiculous. More. Yeah. So the second I got back on after taking back the tweet, mm-hmm. I went on a full enraging hellstorm for the last, I don't know, two days. That's just been nonstop of pounding every single type of media person, L Sharpton, The View. I mean, you name it, I've tweeted it. Sam was there to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and she was all out of bubblegum. And uh, the the thing is, the the Wendy Williams rant and the, the original the, the original complaint that Ben had at the time was none of the press uh, pieces were mentioning the fact that he used the c word like twenty times in that rant. They were they did they would not mention how bad it got. They they just mentioned no. it in such a flippant way. It's like, oh, he had a little feud with her. He called her a cunt. He called her skeletor looking bitch. He went after trannies. He went after whatever. I think she has a dick. I, she, all this awful stuff. It was forty five minutes or so. I still have the original the audio. I probably could put it up now. But at the time, it got flagged instantly. They had people like you know trolling YouTube to make sure it stayed off. But anyway, uh, Raven, you wanted to say. I remember transcribing that rant from Wendy yeah. Williams and it was probably closer to 25 to 30 C words. And that got picked up by Barstool recently. They were talking about the blackface issue and they were playing a clip from the Wendy Williams rant about him calling her a man yeah, and having a dick uh, and everything else. Kurt right. Minahan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And he, he, by the way, that's an expert takedown. Like he, he did everything right. He didn't gloss too much and say like a lot of these guys do the, the disclaimer, well, you know, he's the best in broadcasting and he's a legend and all this. Don't, don't, don't fucking pout. Don't fluff it up guys. Say what you feel. You don't need to be preamble. I am so disgusted with the breakfast club for initially the Wendy Williams rant. They, Mm -hmm. They shoved and swept that right under the rug and didn't even give any C word, nothing. They just excused him. And they even said, and the worst of it was Charlemagne said, he's he's a, a rich, he made all this money, he's rich, multimillionaire, he could say whatever he wants. That's seriously what he said, that the mm-hmm. money that he's made in his career excuses him from giving a reason for saying what he said about Wendy Williams. So then this time around, I thought, oh, he's going to nail him. No, they let nope. him go again. They mm-hmm. let him skate again. Yep. And said broke- in 1993, we don't, we don't even, he must have forgot. That's what he said. Maybe mm-hmm. he forgot he said oh, it. The N-word. Fuck. Oh, right. What? Oh God, that was, that was excruciating. Hot 97 didn't though. Ebro in the morning, he was all in and he said, look, I wasn't a fan, but that, you know, that, that sounded like arrogance. That sounded like someone who doesn't give a shit who they offended. And so why apologize? And he's right. A lot of it is, but also this ties into the narcissistic personality disorder series that we do with Bob D a narcissist can't admit they're wrong. It's someone else's fault. It's something else. So he went after Trump. Well, you're going to hear the clips guys. We'll play it. But before we do that, um, Raven, would you like to read some of those, um, uh, the, some of the YouTube comments? Cause we promised we'd do that every now and then, and we haven't done it for a while. So I thought it might be, might be and due we time. love you guys. Yes. All right, here we go. Um, here's a great one. She's always in the chats and, uh, on Facebook, Natalie Panero stack. Mm. Really great as usual. Oh my God. Sam reading Robin's tweets were so good. I remember when Jackie got a fan letter. (laughs) I was laughing my ass off because the guy said the title of her book should be roll out the red carpet. The queen is coming through. Of course, Robin laughed maniacally and said, I love it. But rack, but Jackie reading excerpts was too funny. Thanks for this. I was laughing so hard. I choked on my water a few times. (laughs) I also agree Wig sounds like Ray. I picture him like Tony Perkins in Psycho, only Wiggy doesn't need a wig. His hair is just like hers. Jim and Sam, you guys are the best. Hugs and kisses. We, Sam says that all the time. I just have that image at the end of Psycho 2 where he takes a shovel to the old lady's head and brings her up to replace his dead mother. <laughs> she like so... kills her. And, yeah, uh, like you know, the first time Tony you Perkins. See Psycho yeah. and you see him in the wig. And. Yeah. Nobody ever forgets seeing that image. The second you hear him do that Ray voice, especially now, that's all I see. Come to, <laughs> mo- come to mother. Um, you, have you got another one? I've got one more. Sarah okay. Washington. Oh, yes. We love her. She's, our, yeah, she's, she's, she's one, of our, um, one of our sisters from uh, London. Across the England. pond, so, yes. So sweet, too. I love her. Yeah. Well, Sarah says, another great show, guys. My neighbors must think I'm crazy because at 2 a.m. in the morning, I'm laughing my fucking ass off. I'm sorry that Sam has to endure three and a half hours of shit, but Sam's misery was our enjoyment. Sam and Fillmore definitely got out a lot of zingers last night. From what I can remember on one of the Stern's old shows, that unfunny fuck 
Stuttering John deliberately told people not to laugh at Jackie's bit. And when Jackie found out, he was fuming mad. But the irony is that nobody laughed at Stuttering John either, and the joke backfired <laughs> on him also. Quite frankly, your show was a thousand times better than that roast. Can't wait to hear your next show. One, four, three, Fillmore and Sam. So that's a comment from the Channel 9 roast that we, or the whatever fucking testimonial it was, that we did a few shows back. And that was, she's she hit the nail on the head. Thank you, Sarah, by the way. Um, Stuttering John was... I'm trying to think, was he funnier then as a, as a car wreck or is he funnier now as a drunk train wreck? So oh. I went to his live podcast that he does where he's just, you know, sweating out Coors Light and yelling about <laughs> God knows what. And one of our um, one of our fans was on the t- on the live chat, too. Okay. It was so it was so stupid everything he was saying we just started tweeting each other billy madison quotes like back and forth and it was pissing him off we were just going back and forth it's not cool it's cool to pee your pants and like stuff like, like uh, i love snack pack and we were just going back and forth and it was getting him so upset and then i asked him about the roast and i said um, how awkward it was it to sit there for that taping and watch everyone bomb? And he said, nobody bombed. It was great. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Selective memory. Oh, it's just pure, the, 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 the heart and soul of pure delusion. Uh, because the, it's funny, Stern assembled the, a crew of the absolute thinnest skinned pussies on the planet, uh, as thin as him. Easily and except maybe Bowie originally, but now Bowie, like you know, he can't take anything, he's not going to be able to. But Bowie he might be the, the thickest, name yeah. And the comment and said, So, oh, Samantha Therese says, Uh, how awkward was it to watch uh, everyone bomb in that room during the roast? Yeah. N- nobody bombed, nobody bombed, okay. <laughs> just play his, just play only his, his bit. And just you can see the flop sweat. You can hear you can hear the the you can hear the the wall creaking at the unfunny at that Channel Nine roast. I dare everybody. Everybody, I'm sorry. You want to do one of those? You know they have Fear Factor. <laughs> just watch that without our commentary and write down on a piece of paper how many times you laugh. It's like um, eating earnest, scorpions, earnest, not laughing at a badness. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> eating larva. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so we're going to start this one off, and we're covering June. As a breakdown, this one is going to cover June 15th, and as far as we can go, depending on time limitations. Um, but the whole gist of it, everybody, by the way, is we don't, we're not trying to go after Howard Stern for his use of the N-word, which at the time was considered, well, by certain part of most of his audience, acceptable, for lack of a better word. It was never really acceptable, but it was never um, protested the way it would be in 2020 and 20 since 2015, this has sort of been more of a, a modern cancel culture as it stands has re- like really what, what the origins of cancel culture, uh, well, Sam, just to, uh, he's not being canceled for that blackface thing and all the sure. N word and the decades right. of, you know, we could just, Actually, it would take us till the end of our life to go through the racist mm-hmm. sentiments on the show. But right. just this year alone, we had um, three people fired from Bravo for uh, Vanderpump Rules. Stassi, Schroeder, Kristen Dowdy, 
and Max something uh, for being poss- accused of racism and calling okay. the police on a African-American uh, co-star who worked with them on the reality show. Uh, mm-hmm. Hartley Sawyer, who is an actor in The Flash, uh, for tweeting mildly racist sentiments. Mm-hmm. Roseanne Barr, Paula Dean, mm-hmm. uh, Shane Gillis, who uh, said in a stand-up act before he was even hired, uh, Chinatown, uh, keep those crazy chinks kind of sentiment, but it was within the context of a joke and a punchline. Right. Abby Lee Miller, Dance Moms Fired, which who cares about her anyway. Uh, Craig Gore, who is a writer on Law and Order, who said oh. that he's going to be on his porch. Uh, he was going to shoot the looters if they came near his house, which I don't understand why shooting people who might try to loot your house is bad. But I mean, shooting in general is bad. Yeah, yeah, generally. But either way, a... my point is Howard said way worse. Oh, yes. Le- Leah Michelle, who was in Glee, yep. who uh, I guess was racist on set. Alec Sonder is a uh, a footballer, I guess. And his wife tweeted something possibly Alec Sander Katai. I don't know. If, oh, I'm yes. Not a yes. Soccer- uh, he's an MLS guy. Um, and I don't remember. But yeah, his wife, he got in trouble for stuff his wife tweeted. And they, yeah. they let him go. Yeah. Yeah. From a. Freaking professional sports and Kevin Hart for the Oscars. Yeah. So there's no shortage of people that have um, reaped the whirlwind of, and Kevin Hart's was based on tweets from 2012, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or thereabouts. I, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, in the chat. It was a long time ago. Right. So these people, so basically what they're saying is now you're not allowed to apologize for any mis, misdeeds. The, and the problem we have here now with, with Wiggy, it's, it's not that, Oh, they said it, so he should be allowed to say it. And we're not talking about that. He did it consistently for so fucking long that it the 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 the, the sort of the volume of racial stuff with Howard is so vast that it makes it difficult to tell: is he racist? Is he just a fan of racist material? Was he desperate? Was he throwing shit at the wall to see what was funny? But I I don't know who could give him a pass based on the number of incidents over the years that we've collected. Go ahead, Sam. Well, these people, just a whiff, a yeah. whiff of racism in the air. Yeah. Their sports teams, their uh, sponsors, everything in their lives are running for the hills. But yeah. yet this guy who said Rodney King was an animal that should have been beaten more multiple mm. times still is getting paid millions is, and is in contract talks. Yes, supposedly, according to Jim Meyer and the latest little thing, although I think that was just lip service and they're just press releasing it as if to say, it's all good, it's all fine, you know, we're good, you know, it was just a comma, I missed my comma, you know, it was the same, (laughs) same line of thinking, you know, don't, nothing to see here, guys, move on, just to cover it all up. Raven. He's doing a full court press right now with this past week's shows going over his history, um, how he built his empire. Then the origin story of him and Beth, Robin's story yes. of abuse and cancer. Yep. It's been a full court press on trying to revamp his image and kind of just gloss right past all the blackface stuff. And it's mm-hmm. been there was a sympathy show where it was just it was an hour and a half to start the show on Tuesday. Yeah. We'll get to it. 
we'll get yeah. to it. But it was just it, it there so, was not uh, one joke. Raven, not one. Do you feel ba- do you feel bad for him? <laughs> <laughs> really? Can oh you can you can you cry for a deluded uh, multimillionaire? I don't know if you, anybody has tears left to shed for him and Ronnie and whatever his sadness. Now here's the question I have for you two before we get get going underway. Um, the do you, what 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 do you think is the process between him and the Turk? How do you think it works out on the weekend that he decides, or him and Buckwald, let's say, who's retired but not where it comes, not where Howard's concerned, he can always call him while well, he's still alive. Do you think it was a case of? Them pushing the issue, no, you have to make a statement? Or do you think he asked them, look, how do I do this? Because you know he needs a tutor. He probably needs an apology tutor. Um, how do you think it works? What's, what starts, what pushes what down the hill? Raven. Well, I was going to get to this later, but it's fine. We know he's got Google alerts. Yes. So when everything starts going crazy last Thursday with mm-hmm. the uh, Twitter storm, yep. I immediately think he calls Don because Don he's closer to. Yep. But I think there's also a meeting with Marcy. And between the three of them, they have to figure out how they're going to spin this. Mm-hmm. So they come up, you know, they, they've they got their ideas. And that's what that's why we got the shows we got this week. Mm-hmm. But then uh, the way he addressed it, the, the way it was brought up on the show, all of that was designed by those two, not Howard, by right. Marcy and, and Buckwald. Uh, Sam? So... It's not like Howard is exempt from controversy. He has been through multiple controversies in his mm-hmm. career. Yep. It's just this time, uh, it's coming at, uh, it's not like it's 93 no, or it's 95 a, or 2000. Lull. It's the end of a contract and it's a lull. It's like he couldn't be any lower. He, he would be, it's like he's back in Hartford. I early mean, days. I'm sh- if you're shocked at, the controversies he survived before mm-hmm. this is shocking even more just considering the time period. But mm-hmm. I think that, yes, I agree with Raven. He called Buckwald first, mm-hmm. but I also uh, think Marcy deals with it on an end directing the staff. So mm-hmm. I think she says, you are not to, bring this up you are not to challenge him you are not to say a b c and d here's a fucking memo that's going to remind you you're Mm -hmm. not going to bring up anything Mm -hmm. and here is how you're going to support him satire context robin i mean i think that there's certain things that they're hammering out yeah it's yeah, so I think she deals with the inner staff thing, but I think yeah. Buckwall deals with the press thing. Just because the the reason why I ask is because when in the last I don't know three years, four years, have we heard this much Robin in a single show? There would be there would have been no reason. We've heard except when she and came. She doesn't back. even read the news anymore. No, no, that's been excised. It's gone, Raven. Yeah, since the news has been gone, she's just there to cackle to parrot. Um, it, I can't, I can't remember the last time we got this much, maybe when she came back from her cancer. That's, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. That was the the last time you heard her big time. And he hates it by the way. Like he, he said, he goes, Oh, I, I was trying to make you feel, um, I was trying to make you feel normal. That's why I talked about and complained about AGT. And she's like, no, you weren't. (laughs) She even said, uh, (laughs) 
now. We're gonna, we're definitely going to go into that. So I'm going to first play just for an example, guys, because you don't we don't want to stand on ceremony, and we want people to know. My concern was not the the blackface stuff was the Channel Nine era, so early '90s, '90 90 to '92 or so. I, and then I think 93, maybe at the latest. Uh, and we have some clips th- from uh, his interview with EZE that he had done, like I said, 93. Examples of him using racism on the show, using these terms uh, that, that, you know, the N-word and, and what have you. But I wanted more recent stuff because it's easy to find the stuff way back when. I wanted in the 2000s, stuff that he supposedly evolved or in the process of evolving, uh, quote unquote, that... There's no excuse if you're if you're seeing a psychiatrist. How do you not know at 55 in night in 2006 that this shouldn't be on the air? You know what I mean, uh, Sam? So some of my favorite things about that's going on that are confronting him on Twitter are the fact that Aunt Jemima's now off. You know, her, she's not the she's not the face of the syrup anymore. And right. here's the joke: Howard. So she's off the thing which right. great fine stern denigrated the pancake icon in 92 when he yeah. said on his radio show the closest i came to making love to a black woman was i masturbated to a picture of aunt jemima on a pancake box right also i love uh, uh he says to uh sunny Austin on the view last yep. year or last year right in 2019 I think it was the book tour, so 2019, yeah. October 2019. Yep. Thank you. I didn't use the N-word. Let's be very clear. If you were evolved, why would you lie straight to this woman's face last year? Mm -hmm. And we're going to play that clip just for the sake of posterity, guys. I was in college in the the 80s, and... um, (laughs) I, I found your show so offensive. Um, you used, thank you. Thank, I, that's what I figured, right? You, was, you were a shock jock. Shock. You were shock jock. You used the N word a lot. Um, you so said, I, really? did, I, I yeah. used the N word. Yeah, did. Wait a second. Okay, now. If you actually watch that clip, guys, and there's loads of places you can watch it now. It's just getting it's getting shared like a like a like a party favor. Um, He's got the sunglasses on, but they can't quite cover the darting crazy eyes. Sam, you wanted to say? Look at them smiling. Could you mm-hmm. imagine if it wasn't Howard Stern sitting there in the chair? Joy Behard is gleeful mm-hmm. when she says, no, you said the N-word a lot. And he goes, wait a minute. And then they pan to her face and she's mm-hmm. smiling maniacally. Could you imagine if this was somebody else? What her face would look like? They don't care. Uh, well, Whoopi especially. Go ahead. Yeah, Raven. You and I are in the same wavelength there. I was just about to say, Whoopi, how it must be spinning in her head like, oh, my please, gosh, I did that. Please don't bring it I up. Had that, please don't bring it up. I had that made my blackface with Ted made fun of on his show. Right. And she 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 gives him like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She tells Sonny, wait, wait, let's hear what he has to say. You'll hear it. And she also says something along the lines of. Well, Robin would have shut him down. What do you, What the fuck are you talking about? Shut him down? She encouraged Robin's it. the reason why you're on this show right now and still have a career. Hold on. Howard. Whoopi, hold on. Wait, wait. Let, no, let we had a up. guy on from the Ku Klux Klan. Yes. Who very freely used the N-word. Yeah. And my belief was, hey, say it out in the open. Yes. And le- I didn't use the N-word. Let's... 
I'm, Be very I'm, clear. I'm, I didn't use the N-word. That's 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 the rub, guys. That's the big, big talking point here. This evolution, how hard would it have been to just say, look, uh, back in the day, we did certain things uh, that were considered more, less controversial, let's say. And we can't do it anymore. I apologize for all of those things. I wouldn't have done it today. But his apology that we got on the 15th, which was Monday, was nonsensical. Like you got, you got flashes of some of those things that I just said, but not what he should have said. And I attribute it to narcissism because he can't admit that he did something wrong. He just cannot. Sam, you wanted to say. How stupid is this audience to be cheering for the fact Oh, I had a guy from the Ku Klux Klan that said the N-word, but not me. Woohoo! So you got the, <laughs> the applause I sign mean, is going on. Oh, of course. Why? First of all, you're applauding the fact you gave Daniel Carver a platform. Not only a yeah. platform, but money. money. <laughs> you gave him yeah. thousands of dollars. Yippee! But you didn't say the N-word. Let's be very clear. Which is a right. total farcical statement. Yeah. 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 Was batted around on your show. I, I'll rephrase no, I, it. And, and by the yeah. way, I make no apology for that. No, and you because, didn't. You didn't that because I I don't like people who live under a rock. <laughs> like <laughs> like him. Yeah, exactly. Yes, Raven. You wanted to say. I, I just wanted to let that play out. There's only ten seconds of it more. Yep. Well, Go ahead. We we were just talking about him mentioning Daniel Carver. Mm-hmm. What is one of the most famous bits that he did was guess who's the Jew with Fred as Carl Baldheim Jr. Yeah. against Daniel Carver. And they had Daniel Carver rank about eight different slurs, Nash, slurs on a board yeah, basically. Yeah. next to a girl in a bikini. <laughs> so I'm not even going to say those slurs. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like them, but you can find that on YouTube as well. Yes. And it's totally embarrassing. And Howard said those words. He yes. he took great pride. He wrote part of that bit with Fred and Jackie and whoever yes. else. But that's whose an old idea bit. was it to have Daniel Carver on? Whose idea was it to have that Channel Nine bit with rank slurs? And I'm, I it, mean, it's been it's always been Howard. He's the he, and this is the thing I'm trying to explain to people. He had to greenlight everything that went on, and he still does. So the buck stops with him. He's the boss. That He's the one that decides, no, we're not going to do it. Yes, we are. Because even if it goes through a meeting, let's say now in 2020, the writers do their own thing and they submit ideas to him. And he, he it, it either, either has to be yes, check, or X, no. He's the one that says, yeah, I'm going to take this. I'm going to run with this. So Chris Wilding in 2020 wants to talk about ropey loads and shit. He knows what the boss wants. That gets okayed. Someone wants to talk about underdog lady, uh, but she wants money. X. No, we're not going to talk about it. Okay? So Sorry, back then, Crazy Alice. You were only good for when you were free and uh, making a point that you're a crazy black lady. Yeah. and Well, you're, you're, anyway... It, it, he, the bottom line is he's responsible for making sure that stuff got to the air. And he's the one that could have put the kibosh on it if he ever wanted to. No. What the truth is, he doesn't know comedy. He never knew comedy. And he decided, this might be funny. This, I don't know if it is, because he's not a comedian. He's never got up. That When he did get up on stage and we went listened to it, it was painful. We have a show that we're going to go through. We've got the okay from Dennis DeMarco, oh. our, our savior from the 80s, who uh, he, he, he just pulled this shit out of like fucking... 
I don't know, like a, a portal from the Avengers and said, guys, I have this gold <laughs> that if you hear it, <laughs> you today, were question your religious beliefs. Yeah, go ahead. When I read that message today, Fillmore, oh, yeah. to us when he said, yeah. I've listened to this racist non-apology. I've had enough. We're taking him down. You yeah. can use this footage. Oh. I was like. It was like a, you know, that turning point in a movie where you hear like, I felt like running up the stairs, you know. So, so the idea that, that like, that there's some kind of culpability, again, guys, it's just the volume of stuff. So I'm going to play some of it. This is first thing I'm going to play is from 1993. And this is post channel nine show just right afterwards. And it's with ECE. It's an interview. And let me say that you are one bad, and this is okay to say because he's a niggas with attitude, one bad niggas, right? All right. There you are. There he is. Easy E. And listen, listen to that voice, ladies and gentlemen. That's not, that's pre-compression vocals of Howard Stern. He sounds like Alvin and the Chipmunks in the mixing board. Like, it, it, this is just a little, forget about that for the moment. Christmas two- time, there's time <laughs> for cheer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just like that um, uh, that video of Paul Lynn with Alice Ghostly, where she goes, "Charge the wet back triple." <laughs> <laughs> I forget the movie, but Joan Rivers was in it too. Um, so, there's the next part where he just decides, "I have carte blanche because now I've tested the waters." He came in, I used the N word. Now he's okay with it, so now I have carte blanche to say it as much as I fucking want. So, in other words, you picked him to be in Niggers with Attitude. No, I picked him as a producer. A producer? He wasn't even in Niggers with Attitude. And then we put him in the group. Did you hear the hard R? It went from niggers mm-hmm. to niggers all of a sudden. You know. So who was the number one nigger in Niggers with Attitude? Were you the, no- the number one nigger? Had nigger in charge. Yeah, had nigger in charge. Okay. So the, the only purpose of that is to say it as much as possible. Sam. And if anybody is a fan of NWA, nobody especially white people spell out the acronym even even before then there was a nick DiPaolo bit <laughs> he was on when Jesus nick and artie were still on the show when there was a richard pryor album back in the 70s early 70s called that n-words crazy and nick goes he goes uh you know no, artie goes you know it was tough for white kids to go into a record shop and ask for that record especially if there's you know black people in there or there's a black person working there and nick goes i looked for i looked at it as an excuse to say it <laughs> <laughs> and uh but i mean that's nick DePaulo. i mean he he would definitely would he runs well, he was fired concert. for Sir- from serious too <laughs> i don't know if he was he was he explained how he only got 45 dollars a show that he was offered <laughs> he said fuck no, it no he, he got really back on problems. oh did he yeah oh i didn't know that and he got fired on fashion talk yeah when was this um like two years ago Oh, well, probably have political views. Anyway, let's keep going. This is a clip with Mike Tyson, uh, probably 2003. And uh, Artie's doing an impression, so it just sort of comes out, right? Mike can't really all that. He can't handle this bitch situation. I, got, you know, I can handle this nigga on these stupid. I better get some. What did you say? Goodness. I can't handle this nigga. He can't handle this bitch situation. Nigga, nigga, bitch. He managed to say every offensive word in the English language. He's just an angry dude. So, like, it, it was a lot of times it was guys peripheral to the show using the word as well. So he had no problem and he never stopped it until, like, started 2008, 2009. He started going, okay, Gilbert, that's enough. Yes, Sam, you wanted to say? But the thing that 
they always say is it's satire, right? Right. Like, that's the that's the defense. Oh, guys, it was just we're just kidding, right? Yeah. And I think that that has a lot of. Uh, I think that that uh, because people are stupid and don't actually bother to know what satire is, they just accept it. Right. Uh, and, and yes, because satire is free speech. It's protected speech in the United States. However, that may that might for all I know, that might have even changed um, in the in the course of in the last, I don't know, five, six years. They might have made new laws when it comes to stuff that could be regarded as hate speech. Um, and the, like, what's the satire? If it's a sketch, like a Chappelle show sketch or a Key and Peele sketch, right? Like, where does the line get drawn? So we'll play the rest of that clip out. Completely insane. What's the way I agree? Can jam. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You can't yes me. I'll give her the bitch situation with some nigga. I'll give it a... <laughs> So he was clearly like tickled to have to use it. This is um one from June two thousand four. It's just it's uh, I think it it sounds like Samuel L. Jackson's narrating stuff, but it's called uh N word terms, right? Nigga jockey. A gentleman that trades in niggas. That would be myself. I didn't know that. Yeah. Nigger jockey. Term nigger jockey. Me neither. So there's Robin keeping him in check, right, Whoopi? <laughs> she's, oh yeah. She's and putting a that, stop. That voice, that that voice he uses, that hello there voice. He's been using that OJ <laughs> voice so or any any time he wants to be racist, that voice yeah. comes flying out. Totally. Faded niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. What do you do? Well, I would be sitting as a nigger jockey. That's my business card. I, uh, I'm a nigger. He buys them in one state and sells them in another where they are not known. Hmm. Niggery, of or belonging to the characteristic of Negroes. Yeah, that's like Jewy. Okay, so like that one, he gets a pass on because he is Jewish. So you know, it's self-loathing. It's not racism at that point, although. Some people may beg to differ. There's only about uh, uh, half, uh, 30 seconds left on that, so let me... Uh, I see. Niggery. <laughs> like those guys in Passion of the Christ who killed Christ. They're very Jewy Jews. They're very Jewy. Zoo-za-zoo. <laughs> yeah. Niggerize. I'm niggerized. That's when you drink one of those uh, black energy drinks. No, that's when you are a big nigger. You know, it's super-sized nigger. Oh, really? No, I, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big black man. I thought, so, I thought that's when you custom-made your car. Let's see what it is. Okay, so they're going on and on and on. That's that's 2000, June, summer of 2004. Uh, Robin would kill you. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, one clip with Paul Mooney, an interview he did in December of 2006. Well, maybe this will slow you down. I don't want, I don't want to get, get, get you no. off track. But he says, and this requires me using the N-word, so yeah. forgive me. But he says, if he says there were no niggers in that audience that night. He goes, if there were real niggers in that audience, that guy would have gotten his ass beaten. Well, okay, so we're getting closer to modern day, everybody. July 2008, Sal makes a song parody of Bowie that they claim was not accepted using the, the song Thriller. And you just hear it for yourself. <laughs> Lips like a nigga, Baba Boy is a gorilla With big smelly horse teeth, when people see them they start to freak Lips like a nigga, oh, he's like a gorilla He's Howard Stern's producer, but he's a nigga Lips, loser Now, Sal, at the time, okay. go, ahead. go ahead Roseanne was just fired for ambient tweeting 
that Valerie Jarrett, a politician. Yeah. Called her an ape. She, I don't even think knew she was an African American, or even if she did, she okay. So she got fired from her show, and Roseanne's canceled. Listen to this. You're yeah, saying that Bowie looks like an N-word ape. So you're comparing <laughs> black people to apes and using the N-word. And this wasn't in '93, 2008. No. Yeah. And this next one is from because people want to know. It's this is um, night two thousand April two thousand nine. This is something that um, it was a conversation about Imus when he got fired, or I think I think we got let go from somewhere. There are shock jocks like Howard Stern. No, there's a difference. I don't hate black people. I never called a black person a nigger in the halls. <laughs> okay, so so just to, guys, and uh, this isn't the tip of the iceberg. I have way more than this. I'm just not going to play them all because we don't have enough time. But no, the other thing is, go go ahead. He just he didn't call him an N word in the hall, but he just called Rodney King an animal that should have been beaten more. He uh, he looked forward to black people coming in to be able to say that word, mm-hmm. like NWA. Oh sure, it's not I, I, satire. I mean, I have the clip of uh, who was the who was the uh, comedian? Um, uh, do you remember Raven? They had Bowie talking Ebonics to um, uh, not Bernie Hewley. Mac. D.L. Hewley and and <laughs> Gary goes, you know, I would be honored if you would call me <laughs> your N word, and he just went along with it, whatever on the call because I'm I'm Howard Stern's producer. You know, I heard you good peeps. And he started using all these Ebonics <laughs> terms, and uh-huh. it was it was funny at the time. Uh, and it would have been considered acceptable on the basis of, okay, that's a, that is a parody. He's parodying. This is Bowie talking like a, you know, like a, I don't know, a rapper or something like that. And, and so in that context, you could say, okay, that's him being satirical. But again, the problem is not that it's satire or not satire. The problem is he's claimed he never used the word that he never had it on the air. Like, that's exactly it. So that's what we're getting. We're all in on guys. Don't don't fucking misconstrue anything we're saying as oh you're you know you're anti this and bullshit. No, we're about finding out the fucking truth behind his nonsense, and this is it. So Raven, please. A couple months ago, we had Ching Chong Ching Chong when he was discussing the movie Parasite right after the Oscars. Oh yes, not understanding the movie. Right. Wait, that's that's not acceptable. Sa- that's not satire, guys. I'm confused. And even a couple years ago, with the with or or even 2018, I believe, with the Julie Chen puppet and the Les Moonves puppet, and saying yep. uh, like, you know, oh, oh you know, it, it was, it was more Ching Chong Ching Chong stuff, you know, having nothing to do with Parasite, which didn't exist at that point. So he's had race on his mind since day one, and that thing we just played, which Sam and I recorded. The, um, you know, black people, the one we just, the, there goes the neighborhood episode of our podcast where he says, black people move in, you're going to move out. Um, and he still believes that legitimately to this day, that was his stance was all these Hollywood types that he's friends with. If a black person moved in next to them, they're going to hire that Roosevelt moving company and they're going to be out of there. Exactly. So on the 15th is when it came, it went down. And the first thing that happened was, of course, um, Marianne from Brooklyn calls in and I just called it chill from Brooklyn requires script approval. So she called in and she fucked up immediately when she said something like, uh, what was the line? Did I say that right, Howard? Did I do okay? (laughs) Did I say it right? That's exactly what she said. Exactly. So you guys hear it for yourselves. 
Marianne is anxious to get on. Marianne from Brooklyn. Howard, you know I adore you, and there was a lot about you in the paper this weekend, and I hope yeah, I'm tell me about it, it the correct way. Okay, can I say it, Howard? Can I say that it was so that first of all, I hey, go ahead, Sam. Sam. Howard, I heard that you was in the paper today. I really wanted to talk to you about everything, but I, uh, I'm so nervous because my, I don't have any other life, and I know after if you get canceled, that I'm gonna fucking kill myself. So, <laughs> Raven. Oh my God! I hope I say it correctly. <laughs> it's like a Fran Drescher convention. <laughs> oh Christ! Got addicted to Channel Nine. I was pregnant with my daughter Nicole, who's 28 now. It, and that's what got me really hooked on you. It's so over the top, power that it opens our eyes. I wrote this down a la Bobo for us to think. Uh, she said, "I wrote this down a la Bobo." I think is what she said. I'm yeah. pretty sure. That's how we perceive people. It's so over the top. And I know it was done with humor. And, yes, we make mistakes in life. We all do. And um, it was a bit that was a spoof that was a spoof. You know what I mean? So, how, Okay. How cowardly to get one of your clearly paid shills but very underpaid shills that has, you know, been annoying listeners for decades now to say your fucking words for you, to be a mouthpiece for you, and you're claiming to be this broadcaster of fucking such repute. Go ahead, um, Raven. Well, you can tell that she's reading. And yeah. she's, she's stuttering over her words. She's repeating them. And I'd like to point out that in the past, online, we've, we've suspected that Marianne might have a drug problem. Or she might be on <laughs> some kind of drug that speeds her up like she needs that. So when you add all that together and then, you know, her low IQ, her, her she's nervous for sure, because mm -hmm. I'm sure she got read the riot act like you have to read this exactly. Absolutely. Uh, Sam? So I, of course, have been going crazy, like looking up old articles and mm -hmm. I'm reading one. Um, I'm just going to read this. It's It's from back in the day when he was in trouble for stuff and. In Howard Stern's radio world, Blacks, his beloved black sidekick, Robin Quivers, notwithstanding, are usually lazy, stupid, and criminal. Rodney King got off easy. Just because Stern says it's satire doesn't make it true, says Westcott, himself a long-haired, expletive, undeleted character whose day job is managing a plant that sells ostrich uh, meat, the other red meat. This man is racist, period, says Westcott, who provided the African-American Business Association with 488 pages of radio transcripts of Stern's riffs on race needed to press its case against infinity. This man is a menace to society. What's the article? What's the what's the abstract? Where, where did you get it from? Who's the, uh, the author? So that's from Claudia... I th it's P-U-I-G. I don't want to mispronounce her last name, but it's P from the Puig? L.A. Times. Puig? Yeah, I, I think it's correct. Yep. So it's from the Los Angeles Times, and mm -hmm. uh, he, that Al Westcott person, was uh, on a month-long, three-month-long crusade documenting everything he found offensive and trying mm -hmm. to prove that it's not satire and uh, expressed elation Wednesday that his obsessive three-month crusade to document what offended him uh, had hit pay dirt. So uh, basically just saying like he won showing that it's not satire. He actually is racist. 
Well, well, hold on. So wait, hold on. This was a guy that put this to where? Like some, he went up some, some court. He went towards, uh, the, the FCC, what, uh, approached them with, wanted to provide evidence for some complaint. I don't, I don't quite understand yeah, the context. So he said he considered to be a mammoth victory, not of me and not against Howard Stern, but purely on behalf of the children in this country, blah, blah, blah. He declared from Las Vegas. I know how that sounds. Um, so he, uh, was reacting to the record fine of $105,000 for indecent broadcasting. That was levied Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. So this, this is going back to probably the nineties. 93. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. And there was, there was shitloads of markets. He was actually losing, um, during the nineties for things that he said, Selena was one, uh, Columbine was another huge one. And for mm-hmm. the Selena comments, he actually was forced to re- uh, say a, uh, an apology in Spanish, which was really, like I said to Raven, it was like uh, Les Nesman on WKRB going chai chai <laughs> Rodriguez, and um, it was awful because, uh, it, like he he must have he must have talked shit about that for for ages because somebody was forcing him to apologize when he never would, and mm-hmm. uh, it didn't didn't sound sincere anyway, but uh, they were losing markets like like nobody's business, at any rate. Let's play the rest of uh, Marianne from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> She'll from Brooklyn. And like Howard, you don't remember what you had for breakfast. So I have faith in you, Howard. I love you. We all make mistakes. And I hope I got my, did I say it correctly? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> well, anyone tuning in, any, that's your opinion, but anyone tuning in. <laughs> nice save, Howie. That sounded like Don Rickles at the roast going like, uh, uh, De Niro's a brilliant actor. He said it to me many times. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just ask him. Just ask him. That's the line. <laughs> Would think you were rambling, but uh, no, that's very sweet of you, Marianne. I'll explain what Marianne is talking about. Marianne is my press secretary, but oh, she's trying to. Get, she's sweet, and she's trying to get a lot of thoughts out. Uh, yes, that we've written for her, that we sent to her, and we told her don't fucking deviate from this. And it's almost as if they were re- like she were. They were recording her and played it. And then she thought it was a rehearsal or something, and that he would have edited that out. But because he's going live, they can't do it, which is really, guys, maybe why it's a good idea to sometimes record your stuff and then play it. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, I thought that was funny as shit. Yeah, that proves that she, I do think you're right, that she thought, okay, I'm going to get this out, and then they'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> so the next clip um sam can you read number two national not national well regional okay one market but uh so i'm I, trying I, how to get the you did a beautiful job thank you mary that's mary oh my god okay. i'm uh i don't really go on social media over the weekend so i didn't know any of this but bullshit bullshit again like, why would you pre? Why would you start this? I didn't go with it. She wouldn't have had to have stuff prepared for her if they weren't aware of it already, guys. Don't be as stupid as his remaining six listeners are. Um, yeah, uh, Sam, Beth you wanted is to say? attached to social media. Like, that's her only. That's her nipple job in life. Yeah, is social that's the, media. That's so the teach fucking think, draws from. That's right. If you don't think that that drunk is not aware of. What's going on? Yeah. She knows. 
Mm-hmm. I've I've never understood. I I understand the concept, but is there a way to actually get notifications from Google if your name if you're famous enough, or is it like uh, keywords you just put into your phone, and then all of a sudden you get a ping like, hey, you know, you something somebody wrote something about you. Does that actually work? I don't know. I'm not famous. <laughs> I'm saying like if if you can you could set a notification on your phone for um let's say COVID nineteen news right which it would be dinging like it would be dinging like a sample from Kraftwerk. Um, I I don't know that um we're not famous. We don't have that capacity. But can you do that with other stuff? I've never used that function on my phone. I'm a bit of a luddite where that's concerned. Raven. Uh, honestly, I'm not sure because I'm not a narcissist. I don't, the world doesn't revolve around me and I don't look for being mentioned. I actually try to stay invisible. So even doing this is a little hard for me coming out of my shell, but here I am. Oh, oh, we'll get Josie. You're coming up next, Josie. We are going to drag you kicking and screaming onto this podcast. So, so we can hear your, your dulcet tones, Sam. Doesn't that sound appealing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ronnie, I called Ronnie to see how he was doing. Ronnie, the limo driver. When did he ever call Ronnie to see how he was doing? <laughs> That's the first bit of fiction. I'll tell you when he was done with Bowie's dinner to call Air Force One to get him out of there for yeah. Mary and Gary's dinner party. Exactly. Get me out of here. Yeah. I was yeah. checking in on him. And in the middle of the conversation, he goes, how are you doing? I go, what do you mean? How am I doing? I'm doing fine. He goes, no, no, no. With all this Twitter shit. Saying you're a racist. I... Saying you're a racist. <laughs> Ronnie's a racist too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the, the evidence of Shuli, like Shuli would call in and say, uh, I was at Ronnie's block party. Here, let me uh, give you a list of things and you tell me if you think Ronnie said them. <laughs> Actually, again, N word. And then Howard goes, Yes. The N word followed by the C word. Yes. <laughs> he goes, he's just verifying all these things were said. Because <laughs> this is back when they were on terrestrial radio and Shuli wasn't on the show. Sam? The EFF. I miss those days. Fucking <laughs> worthless, Shuli. Uh, yeah. The edict from Marcy, and even before then, was don't bother me. Do you think Ronnie is going to call him about this? Yes. Not a chance. This is the worst smoke screen. This is like using, I don't know, CO2 smoke smoke screen. Go ahead, Raven. He always says he doesn't want to be bothered. He has assistants to call other assistants. He doesn't want to be bothered by things. (laughs) He's he's crying about tissues being empty. (laughs) My Kleenex is empty and I have shit in my teeth, but my toothpicks, they seem to be missing. He is, yeah, exactly. Toothpick tutors. He's got t- tissue tutors. He, he now has a uh, Twitter tutor, Twitter alert. Yeah. I said, oh, really? I said, well, that wouldn't be the first time, but okay, what's what's up? And then he told me that <laughs> there was a story in the New York Post. Oh, so hold on. Sam, does this not sound exactly the exact cadence, tone, everything, the timber, 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 whatever? date men successfully? Yes. We have simpatico. Don't tell me that this isn't the same fucking tone. I'm going to hold on for it, guys. I'm just going to see if I can find it offhand. Uh, I'm, I want to play While a little, that, little of that. Can I just tell you, do you think mm-hmm. his mind was blown when he found out about flossers? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can find this. Uh, okay, it'll take a, take a minute or so. Uh, the, the, when I heard that, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, uh, this article came out. Uh, yeah, 
it's an article. I don't, Robin. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's this thing. Meanwhile, she was just in a rela- re- relationship with her. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play this now, real quick. Hopefully, it'll turn, play quick faster. I know. I, I, Emily called me. She goes, Dad. Uh, I, I talked to the New York Post, and I don't know what happened to this article. Right. And I said, oh, I, I go, it's all right. I read it. I, she goes, it, the headline was that my daughter's afraid to date. Me. Meanwhile, she was just in a relationship. I don't know what. I said, what's that about? She goes, I don't even know. <laughs> so How did they we get that? Left. I don't know. But my daughter is fantastic. My my three daughters. I love that fumpering. I love that fucking reaching for the soap in the bathtub and just collapsing like a ton of bricks. Like I can't quite get there and failing miserably. It's it's the, it makes me laugh so fucking much that clip. And it's it, 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 Raven. You heard it too. This the yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just fucking... me. <laughs> no, I I get distracted when he drops articles. <laughs> <laughs> He is such a horrible grabber. He does. He does. <laughs> it really is like a verbal uh, house of cards. It's just tumbling down. It's a verbal assault on my ears. Oh, it is. Yeah. About how I'm a racist and that I, um, it seems that Donald Trump Jr. and uh, <laughs> some other guy who I never heard of, but he's a conservative guy. I guess they got together in a war room and they uncovered something. Like he wasn't in a war room figuring out how he was going to handle this on Monday. Wasn't mm-hmm. he in a war room handling Les Moonves? <laughs> After he when was he crying made... like a bitch After in his office. <laughs> Les, you know, I look up to you like a father. He's two years older. <laughs> He's still searching for that father tutor. The elusive father figure. <laughs> I will be your father figure. I have had enough of crime. <laughs> George, Michael, George Michael was one. And believe me, I tried to get a Photoshop from the single, the George Michael father figure oh single. God. It's two plain guys that couldn't do it. I may still try my hand at it, but it's not going to work. Raven? Poor Tariq Nasheed, who was the guy who initiated this cause. He gets nothing. He's called some other guy, a conservative yeah. He's not even given credit for what he did on this takedown. Is he a person of Don color? Don Jr. got it. <laughs> but That's right. Is he a person of color? Because that might explain why. He yes, is. He is. Yes. So, okay, like, why Why does he not get the same um, level of, uh, I guess, um, why doesn't he get the same level of derision as Donald Trump Jr.? Why not? He's why not, is he not he famous. That? That's exactly I go because he's not a celebrity the way. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I'm glad you guys said it. Really big. Also. Oh, yep. No, also, he's been going after Trump for a long time. So this lays in perfectly with his agenda. Yes. To keep on going because Trump will not acknowledge him. Trump Jr. does. But not not as bad. No one uh, is in a war room. Trying to plot down Wiggy's demise. I got news for you. If anyone wants to plot it, just catch him five seconds outside of his apartment or house and rip that fucking rug off. Boom, just, you're done. Just, just put some dead birds in the. On you the, win. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Raven. I picture the war room as kittens knocking down post-it notes <laughs> off the fireplace <laughs> on wood paneling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're back in the 70s. <laughs> Shag rugs. <laughs> uh, well, this is okay. There's only about 10, 20 seconds left. Let's go through it. Covered 
that I did a fucking crazy show 30 years ago on radio what? and TV. Yes, <laughs> they actually stuff that aired on TV. They exposed me. Wow. Um, yes. Shit that was on national television and radio. Well, not quite national, but pretty national. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> national team. Well, not national. That was like uh, during the. Do you remember the during the summit video, which we may have to do a run through just for the just for shits and giggles. When he goes, this guy came in and after appearing on our show, his app, he so it's he made him a millionaire. Well, maybe not a millionaire, but like a thousandaire. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Coined a new term. Wait, wait a pitch. This is like going to a record company and say, listen, my last album sold, it went gold. I mean, I painted it gold. Uh, it was, you know, it was actually lead, but, you know, that ne- that's beside the point. Uh, you know, you gained a lover. I kind of gained. It sounds almost like a combination <laughs> of buoys. I want you back tape. <laughs> it's some shitty apology. Go ahead. Yes, yeah, Sam, you were going to say? Robin, Robin's apologetic phrases that could be plugged in to basically anywhere i mean right. these tweets she tweets versus wow yeah or like oh it's just like exasperations by robin i'm not even sure sometimes i'm like maybe just fred hitting buttons at this yeah. point yeah this one's called crazy eyes radio but they um yeah here here's the headline first of all yes Don Jr. and other guy, I did the craziest motherfucking (laughs) show ever in the history of radio. So crazy about sex, about race, about, uh, I mean, I can't think of a topic I didn't fucking take on. That's how you know my name. I was insane on the radio. (laughs) So that's it. I was crazy. I was crazy. And then later on, he kind of goes, Maybe I was crazy. I think I kind of was. So again, there's no culpability. There's no, if you're going to go with, I was crazy, stick with it. Don't later say, I went through psychotherapy and then, I don't know, maybe I was crazy. Giving well, yourself these- no, these, these hip, like these, he can't stay on one road and stick with the fucking story. It's, it, it, it's it, any FBI guy, any low level FBI guy would say, and like an analyst would say, you're full of shit. You're completely full of shit. And you, you probably should just not speak. You'll indict yourself. <laughs> Where are all these? I mean, this this lame excuse, which is worse than the dog ate my homework. Yeah, these absolutely. people who are losing their careers too, they did less and yes. have better excuses. Some of them, not, yeah. not, and they're done for for I don't know ever. Yeah. <laughs> written off Roseanne's especially I felt was amazingly harsh and fast considering that she wasn't even allowed to to apologize or to explain herself but then the problem was also she she well she did she goes I was on Ambien and Ambien people are going Ambien makes you do this I've never taken it so I have no idea what the fuck Ambien does but um regardless she was not allowed to bow and you know she wasn't allowed to say I was insane yeah so how how is this how is he allowed to still collect his his five hundred dollars a second? Go ahead, uh, Raven. Roseanne had great momentum going at the time. If you remember, oh, her show huge. had just come back. Yes, and there was a great buzz. There was a lot of money behind it. But I think I I, I don't under I'm not sure. I think they 
they just didn't like working with her. Mm-hmm. She must have been a uh, wackadoodle. But money talks in this business. Yeah. And that's why Howard gets a pass every yeah. goddamn time. Money right. talks. Well, I think in the, in the Roseanne's case, just if I can, we can go down this path just for a little bit. I think it was the, the fear of sponsors. I think it was sponsors saying, we're going to pull out if she stays on that show. And that sponsors and ad money, that which, which at this point in time must have been nuts for that show. Even, even in 2020, they were pulling like millions of viewers, a lot of millions. And so that translates to probably the same money that, a, you know, I don't know, maybe not the same, but similar money to 30 million viewers back in the day would give you that kind of clout. So I'm sure yeah. it was a case of you either get rid of her because it's the, which if it were me, I don't know that I wouldn't do the same thing. But it makes sense from a uh, cons- like from the um, shareholders' point of view because you don't want to chance her staying on and losing uh, subscribers anyway. Like, sorry, ad ad revenue because people are saying no, we can't have her. It's either us or her, and they went with the money. I'm sure of it. Um, Sam, I don't like Monday morning quarterbacking, but I will say Wanda Sykes was a writer on that show, sure. and. The second that controversy happened, she pulled out and spoke against her. So I think the fact that the staff, especially the writing staff, had um, not not backed her up or not stuck up for her, vocalized their uh, concerns. Yeah. That didn't help, which, again, this is why Robin writers anyone that backs up this guy for their entire career i think Mm -hmm. it's because they're so talentless they know that this is the only wagon they can hitch on to i agree yeah uh and and she's done it all these years and decades why would she change her her direction now why would she suddenly go i've been working for this guy for so long and it would look hypocritical if you took that money for all that long and now at this late stage you're going you're decrying and saying oh no he really hated blacks and whatever and i just i was hoping to expose him the way he was trying to expose harvey weinstein in that interview right mm-hmm. bullshit no, yeah. and then that narrative that he decided to change as soon as it was me too bullshit so uh raven would you read number five please the insanity defense okay <laughs> he said oh okay i said i thought i was doing something funny but i thought i was doing something that really made sense but you know whatever so yes they're, they have uncovered thousands of hours of tapes of me completely insane, doing whatever the fuck, whatever you think could be insane, I was it. Okay, so insanity, plead insanity, right? Okay. Um, Sam, number six, please. Dig, Wiggerous, dig. This is a reference to a Nick Cave album, guys. <laughs> I, I think there was one time on David Letterman I want to bring a dead horse on when a, when a yeah, horse died. To the drag a, oh, don't talk about Beth like that. A horse onto oh. the yeah. stage. Yes. You did. She I, failed every, miserably. She flopped. <laughs> Dave? Yeah. Uh, Racial slur to make a point, and I used every bad thing you can think of to make a point, at least my point. Do you guys remember this clip? I think I've seen almost every wig clip on Letterman in the early days, and I don't remember any racist stuff necessarily honestly i don't have one example to back it up yeah i don't know if he's conflating this the way he did the fucking nonsensical robin williams thing like uh Unless you know was... I... all i can think is maybe during oj time maybe maybe but um if, if in this case um 
like I, I think Dame Bethman, I was just telling Raven how if we could get Dame, the, the actual Dame Bethman would be a total get if we could somehow get her or him. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not holding out hope. I don't give a fuck. And I don't, I actually don't even watch, look at the page anymore, but you've brought up some photos, used them in Facebook that are from her page directly. Yeah. The, actually the one was the last post she did was so fucking funny. I burst out laughing when I read it. It's that it was, I, I rarely do anymore, but this one was so good. I was, uh, it was great. Leave alone. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I, I sometimes, you know, cause I, I don't do it. Like I do it maybe once a month. So then I'm like, wow, there's so many posts. Yeah. So you it's let them a, pile up. it says <laughs> Howard Stern was covering his tracks this week on his stale, serious satellite radio show. Um, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes into the masked idiot, June 15th, Howard, live from my basement in Robin's basement. Well, Howard's Robin. Yeah, I'm not in a basement. I don't have a basement. I'd be under my house. And then she writes, just where Howard hopes you'll be. His next serious contract is in. <laughs> as in six feet under. Nice. And then he goes, Howard, I talked to my wife about moving. Uh, this is what he says. I talked to my, my wife, uh, to my wife about moving my studio. You know, I call it a studio. It's a room with a microphone in it. But I was thinking about moving my studio upstairs where it might be a little more, I don't know, like a little more part of my house. And she goes, no, you should be down in the basement. So that was the end of that. And she writes, interesting, since this blogger keeps referring to Stern's basement radio show, just when people thought Howard and that Hampton's house couldn't sink much lower, it manages to sink lower than Howard and <laughs> Beth's saggy bodies. Find a buyer yet, Howard? He's so mad about the timing of this COVID invasion. It's so funny. <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> she's hilarious. Yeah, and then it goes. She, he said, uh, "I admit I've been critical of Trump." Blah blah blah. And he goes, uh, "My kids said, you know, we would go on air and attack Donald Jr. We'll fight oh, him. Like we, we'll up. have all the kids fight each other." And she goes, "This actually does sound like a real idea from Stern's idiot kids." <laughs> <laughs> Just like they're gonna get their own show on Sirius. Yeah. Along with crack horror view. <laughs> and then she said, all your kids do, Howard, are wellness checks to ensure those checks are well <laughs> enough to be sent. Nice. <laughs> and, and deposited into their accounts every quarter. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. I, I think there was one time on David Letterman, I want to bring a dead horse on. When a, one yeah, horse you wanted to the... drag a horse onto yeah. the stage. Yes. And I... Not the horse you've been beating for the last fucking uh, the dead horse you've been beating for the last fucking hour of bullshit. Go, yes, Sam, you're gonna uh, say, or the one you married. <laughs> exactly. I used every racial slur to make a point, and I used every bad thing you can think of to make a point. At least my point. And some people liked it, and so, some people loved it, and some people hated it. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, what can I tell you? Um, all of this stuff. Well, she, she does still dates men successfully. Uh, I uh, mean, you know. Who are the people who loved it? Because he said uh, Ku Klux Klan was after him. Right. Nazis were after him. All these. So if people loved it and that's the groups you were speaking to, don't you think that's a problem? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Raven. Those groups weren't after him. No. It was like the Christian moms. It was. Yes. 
uh, religious groups. Uh, a lot of women were after him. They thought he yeah. was misogynist. I, I know. I'm. I'm just saying that's what he said. Yeah, he'll he'll make it like the mob was after Frankenstein. Well, he looks closer to Frankenstein than um, anything else, but. The FCC stuff, first of all, and by the way, guys, we'll keep we'll keep reiterating this. They find the stations, not him. And he would always make it like they're after me. They're after me. And I with the one time he had the one FCC guy. Do you remember it was 2006? Maybe he got yeah, it was Michael Powell. Yeah. And he got his ass handed to him so handily that I was amazed he ever did another interview of that nature ever again. Uh, like one on one with people yes sam didn't that shock you like because i pictured michael powell just on his heels because he's being confronted for being such a you know freedom of speech uh silencing it Mm -hmm. but in fact it could have been nothing farther from the truth and howard was backtracking and sounded a lot like this like well, what happens is when he goes into these um, one-on-one interviews with people who actually know their shit and he's stuck, he has to go back to attacking them about stuff that's completely irrelevant. Or he has to re- reiterate talking points that he said to himself on the air again and again. Like that 2004, the year of 2004, we all know that every year or every few years he has like a thing that he goes on about. In 2004, it was the FCC stuff, the Janet Jackson stuff. And it was the most boring, one of the most boring years because he wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. And he goes into these, he be- makes these talking points that he believes and all of a sudden they're fact. And so he'll reiterate them and he'll have them in his little Batman utility belt every time he's in a conversation with someone. And it becomes the blacks beat me up. Uh, You know, I lost my pants in school. My mother stuck a thermometer up my ass. And so these all become true because if you say them a thousand times, they're truth, I guess. Uh, Sam. And other radio personalities believe them and repeat them as Bible. And, like, yeah, and news it. sources. He went, even Joe Rogan, as much as I like him, and I think what he's doing is great, and I, whatever, he said that Howard, he went up against the FCC, man. He right. he did this, for, like, some sort of lay down in the middle of the road. No, he didn't. <laughs> You're just believing that because he said that. If you actually right. look into it, yeah. he didn't. And the and the gag order on Opie and Anthony alone that was should what, if, if 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 Rogan knew about that, uh, I think he'd be singing a different tune. Regardless of what he thinks about Opie, Opie and Anthony, I mean that's then that was one of the worst. That was one of the things where I really turned against Stern. I go, you can't Damn. be that much of a coward because Imus did that to him. We'll go through the Colford book. Imus, uh, when they were still at NBC, WNBC rather, he put out an edict. I don't want them talking about me on the air. So as soon as Howard got that power and was able to do it, he did it. And that's that's just showing you where he's coming from. Raven. I was going to say, that's Mr. Free Speech, our yeah. uh, king Patron of hypocrisy. Saint. You know? <laughs> exactly. Whatever suits him is fine. But as soon, like you said, when someone comes at him, he attacks their looks, or their IQ. Yep. Yep. He's got these same tools. And then <clears throat> to deflect or to derail to someone else mm-hmm. in the room or on his staff that can... Mm-hmm give an opinion or a puppet for him mm-hmm. uh let's continue of his high is believe it or not has been secretly videotaped on television and radio 
What were you doing it in your basement still? I was, you were boxing I was, around. Yeah, I mean, I said so. The shocking, the shocking news to me, quite frankly, was that Trump Jr. Thanks and for, I thanks for the putting him up to this, uh, but doesn't want to talk directly to me. Okay, so he, that, he, that the last bit he goes, Donald Trump put him up to this because he doesn't want to talk to me directly. So he sicked his dog, Donald Trump Jr., on me. No, this was organic, Howard. Donald he Trump himself plug, never Bill gave Moore. a fuck. Let's he accept did. it. Oh, I, had, I, already had, I already added it, actually. I'm going to make a compilation of it. <laughs> Just like, we've been sponsored by the best and have like a million, quite frankly, from him and Robin. I need a little help with number seven, Sam. Can you read number seven? Going to get myself, going to get myself, going to get myself projected. Okay. We, I don't know if anybody asked for this, but we're going to do it anyway. Quite frankly, is that Trump Jr., and I, I assume Donald is putting him up to this, uh, but doesn't want to talk directly to me. I've been very critical of Donald, particularly about COVID-19 uh, and this not wearing a mask and talking about the lies that have been told. And I don't understand why you have to lie about the size of the crowd. And I think it's, you know, so according to the post, they have sicked their dogs on me. But and wow, in doing so, in uncovering something you did on TV, they actually uncovered wow. things that aired on TV. 30. Sorry. The, the problem is with this clip, it's more than 30 seconds. So I'm going to stop them both. <laughs> oh, we're going to get in trouble for copyright. We might. Not blackface. did that cost? Uh, <laughs> It's a fortune research. By the way, and you can do, you know, anyone, anyone who wants to do research can do research. So, yeah, I mean, look, here's the, here's the bigger point uh, that I will make. <laughs> poor, poor Howard. He's so, he's, when he backs himself into a corner with this shit, it makes me laugh because he can't. <laughs> He can't just write it down, have a couple bullet points, and copy them. Nobody, he's because he's on video. I guess he doesn't want to be seen reading stuff. But that's what a screen is for. Throw it on the computer. Have what you want to say written out. I mean, Marianne from Brooklyn did an awful job, and she sounds like <laughs> fucking Plato in comparison. Why doesn't she get, get some reading help from Robin? She's an expert at fucking up. Oh my god! The news. I miss the news. Actually, I miss her fuck ups. I do too. But all that, all that, those pauses and those broken. Uh, it says um, here in the Daily News that um, her gasping. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the Brenda. Oh, I like it. See, I like how she, when she says it seems or like oh, it seems. It seems. What are you talking about? <laughs> she just got a whiff of oxygen. Um, number. <laughs> Number eight, psychotherapy, slight return. This is what he's going to go fall back on, guys. He's going to crutch on insanity and psychotherapy. Here's the, here's the bigger point uh, that I will make. You know, uh, about 20 years ago, I looked at my, I went into psychotherapy. I've said this before, but I'll say it again. <laughs> You've been saying it. There's probably days of hours worth of psychotherapy talk. Sam. He just did a week's in review where he thought that Gary had a drinking problem. And Gary yeah. said, I don't think I do. And Gary said, well, how, when are you going to solve your problems? Uh, how long have you been in psychotherapy? How long have you yeah. been in therapy? Mm -hmm. And they said, well, where have you gotten since you're not cured yet? And he said, zero, he's gotten zero. So he's at, base level 
no progress. And Gary said, would you let somebody, would you pay somebody for 25 years to build a house and it's nothing? Yeah. Well, you, you can't, and I'm surprised Gary did that at this late stage. Really? That must've been, do you think, do you think Bowie might've even been on under the influence when he was saying that shit to Howard, regardless of what he said, I don't no. drink during the work because that seems kind of ballsy for, for Gary in this, in this day and age. I yeah, think we I, said it then that it was. Yeah, we did. But I'm saying I, I never, it never occurred to me that he might've even been drinking while he was talking to him that moment. And getting the liquid courage to say that because, man, that's, that's something to tell a guy that <laughs> he's complaining, he's complaining about shit. And anyway, Raven. I think Gary was defensive because he was caught Yeah. in a moment. They were talking about his drinking and eating chocolate and that they were counting his drinks. Right. So, yeah, he, but everybody on staff is a drinker or a drugger. Yes. And they have Zoom parties of alcohol involved. So they're starting at like five o'clock on a Friday with their drinks. Yeah. They could be going seven hours later drinking. But Bowie fell back into a corner and he lashed out. I think it, yeah. it could just be due to the quarantine and the stress on the job. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know that he's telling the truth about the drinking. I think he has to say that, mm-hmm. you know, but we'll never know. Yeah. I, that's I questionable. Not. And uh, he's been he's been on this uh therapy thing since miss america the book that he doesn't want you to read Mm -hmm. forever Mm -hmm. and it's incredible so for him to say right now that he is a different person because of therapy okay well this is what he got from therapy uh Now, before gay people go crazy and try to burn me in effigy, let me explain. Everyone acknowledges that homosexuality is, by definition, a deviation from the norm. The current thinking is that it's a result of an unusual genetic formation. But for me, that's like saying it's due to a chemical imbalance, a hiccup. I think homosexuality is another distraction, albeit a much stronger distraction than even OCD or back pain. Homosexuality seems to be a way for men in our society to avoid responsibilities of being an adult male. It's not genetic. Um, we were just going in, like uh, Sam just read from, this was Miss America, so published in 1995, guys. And he's been saying constantly, oh, I've been in therapy for 20 years. It's been longer than 20 years. He probably had to do couples therapy with Allison before they, as a part of the separation or before the separation rather. And then, then he became, he went into psychotherapy. So he's probably more like 23 years, 97, I'd say 97 or 98. He he definitely started. He mentioned Sarno in this book. So Sarno has been a part of his life forever. He got that sentiment that I read from therapy. So why would anybody use that as a defense? If that's what you're getting from it. Well, yeah, not only that, and this is, and this is something, um, we, we, we should not go, we should not be remiss. Um, we discussed this already, not knowing that, uh, Raven had pulled some great quotes, uh, Twitter quotes from bring back Jackie, who's uh, not a guy in our uh, Facebook group, but he's a tremendous, um, raconteur of con like in the moment 
Stern stuff. Oh, so yeah. whenever there's a show, he does what we do in the mm-hmm. mockery thread and what Raven does and Josie and uh, uh, Kayla and all these great people and Cindy, all these people in the uh, mockery thread, but he does it on Twitter in real time. So uh, shout out to bring back Jackie on Twitter. You're um, awesome. Uh, you We've wanted, been following Raven, you for years. Thank you very yeah. much. Yes. Yeah, so Raven wanted to just say she was, she had pulled the four cl- cl- clips, four tweets that we'd actually inadvertently covered already, but that he had pointed out. And she was going to use them. So we're sorry. We would love to have quoted you, but we're going to be redundant if we do. We'll give you a free ad just in case. Just Absolutely. Just as an bring aside. Back, bring back Jackie uh, Inc. <laughs> uh, Ac- Acme, bring back Jackie Incorporated, whatever. Um, we swear by him. So the the idea that he's throwing up this this therapy shit, but is completely uh, unfazed by all those years of therapy shows that number one, he's a terrible poster child for therapy. And number two, he can't be using it as, as some kind of, you know, I've used it as I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I've changed. I'm an evolved person. When you have stuff like the fucking Wendy Williams rant, you know, when is this evolution supposed to have happened? Why are all these supposed intelligent people that we're supposed to take their opinion, like on the view or on talk shows, George Stephanopoulos, Matt Lauer, uh, Terry Gross, none of you even question the fact that he's been in psychotherapy for all these years and you don't even do your homework to the right. fact that he has not changed an iota. So we know that they are not avid listeners. We have to know that they are not avid listeners. Otherwise, they would have to do that. They, you would be no person of note, of repute, if you didn't contest him on these things, if you didn't have above standing intelligence and didn't go after him for saying, claiming to be evolved, but still going through ching chong, ching chong. I mean, doesn't the therapist address the fact that he's saying racist shit? I mean, come on. He's shown no growth at all. None. None. He admits to having no growth. He says, I've gotten zero. Yeah. There's a clip I got from, hold on, hold on, Raven. There's a clip from 2011 that I'm going to pull from, not today, but when we do the next Narcissistic Personality Disorder episode, we have, whenever we do one, um, from 2011 where Takei's in studio. And Takei's pushing him on his therapy. And he's saying, like, why? Why do you need it? Why aren't you getting better? Why isn't this working? What was the purpose behind it? All these pointed, like, like asking for questions, not pointed questions, but asking for solid answers and getting nothing. And Wiggs going, I don't know. You're pushing me. And he, he's getting pushed to answer and he can't answer because he knows every answer he gives is going to be, it's going to reveal himself to be an unevolved, completely infantile asshole. Uh, Raven. I, I was thinking about his therapist yeah, and how he hasn't shown any growth. So a lot of times it's like, you know, we, we say the therapist is just a sounding board, someone to hear yes. him thrown on yeah i like to think it's more of like a dear diary entry where it's like (laughs) dear diary dear therapist today i didn't have toothpicks and i had to print my own papers and then i ran out of paper i didn't have a paper (laughs) or a uh, i didn't have a paper supplier a shusher and my toothpicks ran out it was the worst day in in years (laughs) and meanwhile the world's burning and Everything's I picture, going insane. I just picture the diary of Anne Frank with his head. <laughs> and it's all these <laughs> and it's all these just nonsensical entries just like that. Dear diary, my potatoes were not microwaved to the correct second. 
<laughs> if he's when he's in the office, like when he's actually able to visit the psychiatrist, I just have this image of the psychiatrist with one of those heart attack grill burgers going like as he Howard's speaking, he's taking a bite. <laughs> <laughs> trying oh to get God. his lips around the whole burger and going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> because you can't take, I don't know how you could take a patient like this seriously. I mean, clearly it's just a cash grab, which is really right. unethical on any level. Uh, you know, if, if you take ser- psychotherapy or psychology in general seriously, um, which apparently Howard doesn't either, he's been doing it for so long and clearly... You know, if things didn't work work wise and you brought in Marcy Turk, why wouldn't you change things psychotherapy wise if that wasn't working? The, 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 the thing, the truth is, and Bob D said it and we'll cover it again another time again and again, they can't change. He cannot change his, this is a leopard that can't change spots. Why he continues to go to psychotherapy except for just a kvetching s- session is beyond me. I would, I would think the money aspect would be enough for him to just say, fuck it. I'm not getting any better. Screw it. I'm saving for you shekels. Sam? And Robin, because she's such a narcissist. Now, mm-hmm. that's the only thing I think that would change the equation if she mm-hmm. wasn't, but she is. Yes. That's why this continues. Yes. So a little more psychotherapy. The reason I went into psychotherapy, a big reason, was my marriage was falling apart. I was having a hard time with my personal life because I was insane. I was crazy. Was. Past tense implies that he's not anymore. Uh, hello? Correct. Ching chong, ching chong. Uh, Sam? Was your marriage falling apart because Ralph was shaving your belly, a.k.a. blowing <laughs> you, and a construction worker <laughs> caught you guys? Because uh, don't think... Uh, we heard that, by the way. Right. No, no construction worker would <laughs> act like you're not blowing someone if they had an electric shaver out. This Sorry. Is later, this is later on in the in the in the the week, guys. So we get we're we're jumping ahead, but it's fine. We'll we'll get to it all eventually. I had to go into psychotherapy five days a week. Every day after the show, I go into psychotherapy because I was unhappy. Five days a week, guys. Can you even imagine that? Five days no. to make the trek to no. some doctor's office and talk about your horse shit. Psychotherapy is an attention grab for Wiggy. Yeah. It's someone to listen listen to him be miserable. And he's mm-hmm. never going to not be miserable, according to Bob D. Right. So he's always going to need the therapist. It's, it's very mm-hmm. logical. Right. It's another when paid we, friend of his. Right. And when we get into the Robin stuff, if we get into it today or whenever... He was, one of the quotes was, you know, what are we, what are you, what about me? What about me with your cancer? Like, what am I going to do? It was more, it, it doesn't sound more like, where am I going to get that attention that's now missing because I don't have that extra employee. I don't have that other person kissing my ass. If you're gone, who do I put in there that's going to tell me I'm right and on this and that, whatever. Uh, that's what it sounded like to me. So you'll, hopefully when you hear, when we play it, guys, you'll hear it as well. Sam? On a small even on a smaller scale of like what we're doing, if anything like that happened to Raven or you, could you even imagine that that's my response? <laughs> what a, what a Bob. Oh. <laughs> well, oh my God. It's just so <sighs> insane, but he's yeah. evolved guys. Let's keep going. Yeah, he is. Yeah, this is work. And I actually didn't like the way I was communicating and I didn't, you know, I didn't think, I didn't represent myself properly on how I wanted to explain myself. I have a great <laughs> respect for all people of all races and cultures. <laughs> and I just want to say that white women don't generally date black men. 
<laughs> well, let's not forget about the Sal apology. <laughs> that's that's what it's sounding like now when he's going through this. That I could live with, you know, the sex all the time and the, you know, and, you know, I, I came to discover in psychotherapy that what I was really doing is demanding your full attention. I would uh... go to... Now, I know he's saying, he wants to say, well, I found out through psychotherapy that I, everything I did was for attention. But the way he said it here is like, psychotherapy was all about me getting attention from the psychiatrist, which I think is more of the truth. Like, yeah, anyway. To pull my pants down, including going on MTV with my asshole sticking out. I was going to say, oh. you did pull your pants down, yeah. Don't forget about the concert for New York, where you also had your asshole hanging out uh, in that in that fucking Where's Waldo suit of yours. Um, Raven? Don't forget, he was, he did that uh, dance party with Corey Feldman. Oh, Jesus. I and have to find that. <laughs> he, he's dancing around with his ass hanging out in that, too. Yes. And uh, I don't just, he's like Eugene Levy and harmed and dangerous when he puts on those chaps. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Sam. Yeah. Also too, even in Miss America. So he says he went into psychotherapy. I truly think besides the fact that maybe he had to for custody things yeah. or Allison contested it. There's right. this part he wrote in Miss America when I wrote private parts, even my editor was looking for a, a little juice. Come on, you have to reveal something big. I said to her, listen, Jizz Pie, that's my nickname for Judith. Did you know that, by the way? What? That he called, yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> Jizz Pie. <laughs> Sorry, what? It's just a stupid fucking thing to say. Listen, Jizz Pie, that's my nickname for Judith. I have a secret. I've never told anyone, but I don't know if I want to reveal it all. She told me to write it up and let her look at it. So I wrote it up and threw it in my drawer. Fuck her. I, I didn't feel like sharing my mental illness with the world. I knew it. I knew it was best to save this for the second book. So basically. Her nickname for him was lying. fag. So he, he. So this mental illness he has, I have to save it for a second book. If you really had mental illness and you're preparing it in stages for book releases, it's not yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, didn't Judith Regan, she did Robin's book and she, Robin explained well after the fact that Judith, she said, those are all lies. I made that up. Judith said I had to have something really juicy. <laughs> so, so, good, old, yep. good old jizz pie Regan. So, uh, <laughs> but you know, she did say she thought Howard was gay. So we love Judith uh, and we'd love to have you on the show. Um so it, when we go into the Robin stuff, that could come back. And uh, unfortunately, uh, I, I got rid of the Robin book <laughs> when I finished doing the uh, podcast for <laughs> the episode. I threw it classic. out. <laughs> it is a classic of science fiction. It was something in me that it was a drive like you wouldn't believe. As a young man, I wanted to succeed on the radio and I wanted to go fucking crazy. And let me tell you, emotionally, it was costing me a lot. Fuck off. Fuck off. He deliberately kept himself from his fucking wife. We have, I've got video clips, audio clips of him saying, Allison, I told Allison, I need to do work. And he goes, that's such bullshit. I was, what I was doing was watching TV. He was in his office avoiding her. So this narrative is nonsense. Go ahead, Raven. The only drive he had was for collecting marbles. Yeah. And, and maybe Ralph, Ralph's unit. Um, Sam? <laughs> 
sorry, I'm yeah. holding a giant book of him avoiding his family. Like yeah. Miss America is just chats of jerking off with men and women. That's the transcript. <laughs> just chapters of how to avoid your kids in shitty jerk off chats. In large circa. People. Yeah. Yeah. Just to kill fucking, uh, not just to kill time, but to kill space in a fucking book. Um, Raven, could you read number nine, please? Absolutely. So I evolved and changed, you fucking cunt, Wendy. You'll never be me. <laughs> uh, the FCC was after me. The right wing was after me. I had the Ku Klux Klan after me, uh, threatening my life. I had had all threatening my life. How mm-hmm. he, he had Daniel Carver on. So yeah. They were not threatening his life. Bullshit. Yeah. Kinds of crazy stories. I could do 17 more movies on my life. How crazy. <laughs> we can't even, you can't even get a second one. Let's, <laughs> let's worry about the, the second one. Crazy it was. Was fined millions of dollars by the federal government for sex. Wrong. For race. Because if you talk never. about race, they didn't care. They never cared. Yeah. But, you know, look, that, that was the show. I went into therapy and I said, you know, what is this? Do I always have to be the guy pulling my pants down? Can I find a way to do the show where I could be a lot happier? <laughs> so he's still not happy. Raven? I just, I have to, I have to wonder, like, the, the pull, he said he was pulling his pants down like three or four times. Like, that keeps to me up. is, yeah, it, it was repeated over and over. And, and we named three different moments that he did it. But I think it was bigger in his head than it was to us as listeners or as viewers. Interesting. Always do too, me- there is this pull the pants down genitalia obsession. I mean, he literally named one of the chapters in his book in Miss America flying out of the OCD closet. I mean, what more do you need? Well, not only that, like, but then also like in the last episode we did of the breakdown where he goes, this COVID-19 has fucked me up the ass and shot its load into me and stuff like this, this extremely graphic, mostly anal related, like, and dick and, and gay, mostly like, I, I think Sam, I hate to admit it, but I might have to agree with your source about him, like leading up to this big reveal at the end of the year that he's, he's by. And that Beth is, you know, uh, supporting him and stuff because all this this week worth of gay stuff regarding Ralph out of nowhere that's coming mm-hmm. into oh Beth fi- finally she's submitting oh I always thought he was gay excuse me and then Ralph and Howard saying oh I assumed he was straight uh, how wouldn't you know that your best friend isn't gay or straight how well, wouldn't I think you know that Beth wasn't yeah. going on script that's what I think oh, interesting okay Raven. I found it two things I found interesting that Beth expressed her love for Ralph and describing him like family. Yeah. And that she always thought he was gay. And two, that Ralph and Howard both admitted to seeing each other's cock and balls, Mm -hmm. their junk at different times, yet they couldn't quite nail down any details. Right. But they were both very kind of complimentary towards each other. It was it was very odd. And it, then it we just... have uh, this segment in 93. Howard said he's been shaving his butt ox lately. And he feels so free now that he doesn't have hair back there. Gary said he doesn't get that because that stuff gets caught 
pretty deep down there. Howard explained how he has an electric buzzer to shave his hair down by his butt. He said he puts a towel down to do this. So that's interesting. So you're shaving your butt uh, all of a sudden at the same time that you claim this story happened with Ralph shaving your belly. Howard said there's nothing wrong with people doing that stuff, even if people think it's kind of gay. He makes sure uh, he locks both the bathroom door and his bedroom door to make sure the kids don't walk in watching him have his butt hair shaved. Now, see, that's interesting. Okay. 93, guys. Raven? <laughs> Let's not forget our favorite phrase, whole asshole hanging out. <laughs> that, that should be a bumper sticker. Like, whipping out Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. It should just be whole asshole. Now, he's surrounded himself, guys, with this sort of um, boys club at like atmosphere he did for, for decades actually, where it was all, you know, like naked women and stuff as if to throw you off the scent. Basically, it really all was like when a jet fighter plane is being chased by another, like a MIG and they shoot a missile, the MIG shoots a missile. They, d- they release all this fucking debris and this other like anti-aircraft stuff so that, um, the missile will get confused and go off course. That's what he's been doing for so long. And now it's it doesn't exist. Like there's Artie's not in the studio anymore, so there's no men in the studio. It's just him and Robin, two girls. Um, sorry, uh, you were going to say Raven. The the women back in the day that were in the studio that was all exploitation for ratings and to draw in listeners, to draw in yes. as hetero listeners. Absolutely. But the Me Too moment movement came along, and Marcy came along. There was a lot of change in our culture. And yes. suddenly showing women, degrading women or using women in a sexual manner like that, it, you know, Playboy took out naked women from their magazine. That was kind of a big thing, they, too. If, for a while, yeah. So it became this boys club, like you said, and they started playing up the gay card a lot. And yes. they didn't get in any trouble for that. They had It started, I think, Sal and Richard yes. doing their gay stunts. Right, and then it was you know Wolfie going to fist fest and ball bash. <laughs> That's where we're at. It, it started with now gay it's Ronnie's rich. Ronnie's Ronnie's scat fetish. Uh, yes, and, gay yeah. rich. Oh yeah, gay rich, gay Ramon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark. He always had Mark Harrison. Now I used to think that was just I'll have anybody on that I can get. It wasn't like I need gay people or I want gay people. It wasn't there wasn't a mandate because he wanted whoever he could get celeb, not celeb somebody to make the show interesting sam but regardless here's the point here's the culmination this man who had millions and millions of of listeners pre-internet pre-distraction of social media pre-cancel culture had every single person's attention in their car he was in the zeitgeist of every single person in america pretty much do you know what i'm saying a, a, a huge chunk of it absolutely a huge chunk of them. Yeah. And this type of rhetoric and this type of behavior was considered okay. And mm-hmm. he pushed along that misogynistic, that racist, that everything. Regardless of the funny. Clearly. And I thought it was I thought it, so many things were funny on the show. But the parts that were hateful and hurtful, I didn't think were funny. I didn't like when he made women cry for not taking off their clothes. I didn't oh. like the shit that was racist. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't like well, the, the strippers and the Sibian and that the nonsense. Bolo- the bo- throwing throwing baloney at their asses and stuff, the 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 frat boy shit. Um 
Yeah. I, I, and to me, the show was always like a buffet. You took what you liked and you left the rest. And at some point though, there, there would always be a listener eventually that decided, no, nah, I can't take it anymore. Too much of this. And for a lot of his listeners, it became too much gay stuff. And now that's, it's like the predominant thing is Chris Wilding and Ralph this last two weeks going on about the most vile shit possible as if to kind of say, look guys, this is as close as we're coming to coming out of the closet until we do. This is what's going to And they will take, to save the their ass. Yes. And, this, and it's more like the Kevin Spacey thing. I didn't molest all these guys. I'm gay guys. I'm coming out of the closet. Let me see if I could smoke screen this. Um, Raven. I hate to give away stuff that is in our future, but mm. they admitted <clears throat> this week that Ralph has groped everybody on the staff at one point at a party, Ugh. at a gathering, uh, Christmas party, whatever, Ronnie's yeah, barbecues. One, at, at one time or another. Yeah. The guy, the guy has so much, but he's untouchable for some reason. I wonder why. I wonder where those Polaroids are. Uh, and clearly, I think it's just a matter of if he, and it, remember I have that clip on my channel about the Bushkin book mm -hmm. that Howard, uh, Howard um, met Henry Bushkin in the hallway and mm -hmm. he wrote, this was when the, the Carson book had been released, the first one. And um, that. Shit his pants. Well, you know, he, he, yeah, he was saying, I don't know. I, I never liked Johnny Carson. I don't think, but I think it's kind of bad for, you know, a lawyer to write a book about his guy, even though he's dead and he can't defend himself. He's scared shitless that the same thing is going to happen to him. No NDAs. Some people like guys like Grillo claim there's no NDAs. He signed blah, blah, blah. That was before NDAs became more fashionable and chic. Um, but, uh, they're afraid of litigation. He absolutely is afraid of some tell-all book that's going to come out and it's going to be brutal. And there's, there's got to be shitloads of stuff like buried somewhere that if it does come out, this would meet to him in a heartbeat. I'm sure of it. Yeah. He's got his legacy on the line right now. Absolutely. And it's a negotiation year. Yes. He's, he's as irrelevant as he is, he's still on some people's radar and he, he could, it could go a lot of different ways, but I think, mm -hmm. The Buckwald machine is just going to keep forging ahead, unfortunately. So. Um, Sam, you were going to say? Nothing. Okay, I'll just get that. <laughs> so, you know, over the years, I did change the show. A lot of people who liked that kind of humor where I was completely pulling my pants off and doing it, those people are pissed off at me now. They think I'm a sellout and I haven't, you know, I'm not doing a good show anymore. You got I'm, soft or something. Yeah. I got soft. But, you know, I came to realize in therapy, if I'm going to be with my kids and I'm going to have a, a successful marriage and all this, I can't go complete. I, I can't be insane completely 24 hours a day. I got to figure out a better way to communicate. And so, you know, I evolved and changed. So uh, go ahead, Raven. You don't have to be soft. And we wouldn't call you a sellout if you would just talk about your real life. Honestly, tell yeah. us what you do. If you're yeah. in the Hollywood Hamptons. Tell us who you're talking to. Just give up some details about yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't just talk about things like a month later or pull clips and steal from <laughs> YouTube and yeah. constantly tell me I have to wear a mask. I, I kind of get it by now. So yeah. just give us more of your inside life about the cats or Beth. I mean, yeah, we got no, please pieces. don't. <laughs> when's that when's the last time we saw his kids with beth or him in a picture anywhere that's how you know he's full of shit yeah because that uh, well, that horse can't in a year not trot herself out to some red carpet or to some event and you don't see her with his kids ever never 
I don't think there's a picture of her with either of the two older ones. There's only stuff with her and Ashley because Ashley was still too young to know what had gone down uh, at Nick Games and stuff like that and premieres or whatever. Uh, but then after a certain point, you don't even see Ashley with them anymore. And the last picture I saw with Wiggy and his kids was one of them got married, the middle one, Deborah. Hmm. I think she got married, and there's a wedding photo of all of them. And uh, it's like, okay, we understand if maybe they had, there's an edict, we don't want to be on the air, we don't want to be discussed. I don't think it's anything to do with them. I think it's all, I don't want to talk about them because it's all about me. Why am I going to bring up my kids? Why should I care? Mm. So when he does, it's very fleeting. It's like, I was out in San Francisco, and I saw my my daughter, and, and that's it. Like It's a fleeting mention, but it's not, what's she doing? How's she doing? And okay, maybe he wants to protect her, doesn't want to show, tell, tell exactly what goes down. But say something like, you went to dinner at this place and it was awesome. Talk about that place. Don't talk about your daughter. Yeah. Uh, Raven? Is Emily the oldest daughter that's married? Yeah. Yep. Uh, no, no Deborah's the second Deborah's one. Deborah's married. married and she's the middle one. Emily's okay. still dating men successfully, apparently. Um, well, how great would it be if one of them had a child? Because then we've got grand grandfather Howard. Yes. yes. I thought I thought that was going to be the reveal in Howard Stern comes again. I thought it was going to be that he was uh, a grandpa, but it ended up being fake cancer. Fake cancer. Yeah. Fake cancer. Yeah, absolutely. I like uh, uh, Dame Bathman. <laughs> shame. We're going to plug her, even though we don't have any connection with her, guys. Sorry. Uh. So. She writes this blog, which is hysterical, and she wrote, so this is uh, Howard Stern talking on the show. Dad, we want to go on the air and argue with Donald Trump. I go, that's a really good bit. You know, I'm going to be a little protective of you here and tell you, which is something I couldn't do years ago. And then Dame Bethman said, all your kids do, Howard, are wellness checks to ensure those checks are well enough. To be sent through the mail and deposited into their accounts every quarter. Yeah. Nice. And that we've one of those clips is about the kids defending him. Uh, Sam, could you read number 10? Probably, definitely, maybe, could be, who knows? Search me. Anything else, Robin? The big, the, the big I'm not going to drone on about this, but the big headline is this, and this is my, my, my fear in all of this. I was able to change my approach and able to to change my life and change, you know, how I communicated. Okay, hold on, guys. This is a 34-second clip, so I had to take a little break. You know, if I had to do it over again, would I, would I <laughs> ramp Ted dancing a white guy in blackface doing, you know, yeah, I was lampooning him and saying, hey, fuck, I, you know, I'm going to shine a light on this, but would I go about it the same way now? Probably not. <laughs> not probably. You <laughs> fucking cunt. <laughs> UP standing up. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Number 11, guys, the Millennium Falcon had fewer dis deflection screens. At the same point, I will say it's, it, it fucking distresses me that Donald Trump Jr. and Donald themselves won't go into psychotherapy and change. <laughs> Why not change the way you're approaching things? Because, dude, wearing a mask is not a bad thing. <laughs> Sam, it was a blow black. to your system that <laughs> Hank the Dwarf died. <laughs> go from blackface it's dressing blackface face to getting to COVID-19 masks this is such nonsense uh, number 12 projection on Trump crowd size you know it, you know telling people the actual size of the crowd at your inauguration oh, is okay. mentally ill 
like don't you don't you feel like you are listening to some kind of like the the rants of i don't know wesley willis or somebody nuts like uh it's just some complete i don't know i told raven today i go i need a two-week break from this this (laughs) current show i go i feel insane when i listen to this right lucky for you it's coming up soon thank god because we do need it um again you're right it's it's so he's so he's so unable to properly form a sentence and make paragraph like make it draw like even if he had to write and make a paragraph i think he would struggle at it he'd be going what's a paragraph what's a what's a goal guys we went from i'm trying to bring up blackface that i did in 93 Right. And suddenly we've spurned on to psychotherapy, uh, my kids, uh, 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 masks, um, I'm being I'm being attacked by the Ku Klux Klan, Nazis. I mean, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> He's like throwing his keys at an attacker before, so he can run away. <laughs> like, like double dare. Like you're being yeah. slimed with nonsense. With nonsense. It's just bullshit. Yeah, bullshit smokescreen. Uh, Raven. I, I sure hope Bob D is in the chat on this one because he's gonna his ears have to be pinging when he hears stuff like this, that he can't admit anything. The best he could say was, "I own what I did," but I ne- he never said he was sorry. That's right. That's he never all, apologizes. That, that's pretty much all I wanted to hear was, "I'm sorry. I was." I, it was wrong. Okay, I was insane, but it was wrong to do. I, I, I it was offensive what I did back to then, not in apologize. today's eyes. Yes. Sorry, uh, Sam, you were saying? His point was to not apologize. When Raven's saying that, that's exactly what everyone wanted to hear. What she's saying. I just wanted to hear this, I'm sorry. He made it a point to say, I'm not sorry. I'm not apologizing. And guess who backed it up? <laughs> but, also, but also, the other thing, the, the, there was two ways he could have done it correctly, in my opinion. One was to not address it at all. And if it were me, if I were him, the way he is, I wouldn't address it because... At that point, um, you're opening yourself up to few, like uh, you know some future. I don't know because the way he did it was worse than if he had said nothing at all. If he had just not addressed it, he would have been better off. If he was going to address it, the right way would have been to say it exactly as you did, Raven. I mean, if it were me and I'm a cowardly fucking asshole with millions of dollars and a crowd that's a size that's dwindling and then a fan base that's non-existent, why even bring it up? And if my contract's up, what point is it? Like, I'm not going to get taken off early. Raven? He really had to address it because Don Jr. addressed it. Yes. Don Jr. has a big platform. Huge. He has a lot of followers. Yeah. Um, this, he had, he had to address it. That that was the thing. Like you thought he was going to take a week off, be sick, or day, unplanned yeah. vacation, or yeah. day. Yeah. But I think Buckwald and Marcy told him, "You're going on the air. This is what you're saying, and you're going to spin it, and then you're going to blow out Trump, and maybe we'll get some traction going with Trump mm-hmm. by blaming him, calling him a bully." Mentioning the inaugural crowd size, mask, right. not not wearing a mask. Whatever bullshit. And just double down on being the craziest motherfucker ever. And, you know, let your let your narcissism run wild. <laughs> I and don't he's think like, they okay, it, done. Yeah. I don't think they planned on it being this thumpering and this meandering. Uh, uh, and the way also is... like points just made out of left field, like one after another that don't. Yeah. 
go into each other. One has nothing to do with the other thing. Right. They don't correlate. Raven? There's still a lot of excuses we haven't gotten to. Yeah. Let's let's, let's play. Let's keep going. Attacking me during the coronavirus and during Black Lives Matter is absolutely fucking crazy. Okay. Go ahead, um, Sam. Oh, that's so nice, Howard. It's crazy to attack you for Black Lives Matter. So they're upset about police brutality against minorities, right? So, guys, this is what he had to say about that in 93. Anyone mm-hmm. want to know? Okay. Howard said he had a guy on the phone who was on the Rodney King trial jury. Howard spoke to that guy and asked how he could have found the cops guilty. Howard asked the guy if he's a listener of his. The guy said he was. Howard asked him, so so the Rodney King jury, a guy was a avid listener, right? Howard asked him how he could have found the cops guilty. This is the civil trial, by the way. If he knows how he feels about the case. Howard said the cops have to deal with a lot of crap, and this guy was going over 100 miles per hour. The caller said he was over 115 at one point. The caller said he was even legally drunk the day after they arrested him. So he was driving drunk for sure. Howard asked the caller if he knows that this guy could have run over people. The caller said he knows about all of that. Howard said he was trying to build a case here. He went on to ask the guy how he could have found the cops guilty if this case, after knowing all this stuff, Howard said that this guy needs a smacking like no one else. He said the beating wasn't good enough. Howard asked how anyone could find in favor of Rodney King in this case. Cut and dried. It sounds to me like there's there's no ambiguity there that I can tell. Raven? I kind of think that Howard is going to say whatever threatens him the most. Mm. So if a guy speeding, a guy out there, uh, you know, a threat to society. <laughs> is talking in a mo- so he's singing songs in a concert. Yeah. But like kind of like anything. the riots scare the crap out of him because we all know if those riots were close to his house in the Hamptons, he would have armed guards on that perimeter oh, yeah. 24-7. Sandbags. He does already, probably. And <laughs> let's be honest, he was a badge bunny back then yeah. like none other. Oh, Huge God, police yeah. following. So yep. he was playing to his base. I mean, if anyone... Go on Netflix, watch the 92 Riot doc, watch Let Them See Us. It's There's no way you can defend what happened to Rodney King. Right. Well, Ice-T uh, had a great interview with uh, Dice Clay in Cream Magazine in 1993, and this was well after the cop killer stuff with Body Count and Ice-T and that controversy cop killer and stuff. And... Um, he ran into Howard at one of the probably MTV awards or something like that. That would have been 92, let's say. And he explained how when he, cause Howard was dogging him, he was saying like, fuck him, you know, the cops need more. He was pro cop. Absolutely. And he was anti ice tea and cop killer. I'm sure he mentioned it. I don't have the audio. I wish I did, but ice tea confronted him with his gang, with his, his posse and said, we don't care who you are. We're going to fucking get you dude. And we're just like, he was like, shitting his pants he goes uh it's show business man it's just show business and then he he cowered off and dice goes yep Yep. he's exactly yes that's exactly what he's like and dice was a he was still good with howard at the time he wouldn't defend him though and uh, still calls him out dice is always dice 
But he's always well, called out Howard for not being Howard. Because there uh, is no Howard. Well, he there just is, goes wherever true. the wind blows. That's right. So for those of you going, oh, is he left wing? Is he right wing? It's irrelevant. He's actually just Howard. He is. He's Howard whatever, wing, yeah. What, whatever, yeah, whatever suits him that day, that minute, that's what he is. So he might be concealing carry. He loves abortions because he, he wishes his kids weren't around. Um, he he's, he believes in equality, except, you know, if they're being chased by cops and they're drunk uh, and they're black. Uh, go ahead. Or if they're Sam. within 20 feet of him. Yeah, exactly. He's a people pleasing amoeba of <laughs> of closeted homosexuality is what I think. I think I got a Photoshop for some future show. Amoeba. I gotta look up amoeba. Maybe look like a little like SpongeBob SquarePants, but little rounder edges. <laughs> um let's see. Now let's keep going. There's a little more to this clip. Trading on me. You want to concentrate on me and bully me and you know and and expose me, you know, with all the uh TV shows I've done, they're, they're all out there. There's nothing new here. We all know I was the craziest motherfucker on radio. There will never be a show crazier than mine. Okay, uh, whatever bullshit posturing. Now, by the way, guys, he does mention it during some of these clips. He made, he, like, I don't think he has control of the E show, uh, sorry, the um, Channel 9 shows. I think he wouldn't pony up the money for them. So he doesn't own them to my knowledge. The, comp- the, the, the station that has them still has the rights as far as I know. And would you, you, cause you know, he would fucking burn those tapes if he had them. Just now like more the books, it'd be, it, it would, yep. It would Sam? be Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> it's be Fahrenheit 79. <laughs> That's a good Photoshop as well. Uh, yeah, but it would be, um, it, it would be incredible. And, and so hence when we talk about editing guys, fuck this, he is, he's talking about being honest and being upfront. And I was crazy. He has edited out whole bits for the last decade of things that were innocuous, like the $800 wine bottle that, uh, that Robin ordered at dinner one time and Artie's in the conversation, but he wasn't at, I don't think he was at the dinner. Maybe he was, but there's a four minute clip where someone judiciously edited Artie out of it, where even in the intro, he said, who was there? Benji was there. Gary was there. Artie was there in the clip. There's no mention of Artie being there. However, at one point you hear Artie's voice and then you never hear it again. So it's a mm-hmm. shitty edit. It was a stupid, pointless edit. Why? Why would you whitewash that? I got sick to my stomach when I listened to the original clip and the edit because it was posted side by side by someone. Sure. Sure, I bet. And it made my stomach flip because how can you edit out that man who made all these people subscribe to going to this different platform, you piece of shit? I just found it incredibly um, disheartening and really um, t- tellingly awful uh, in, in the way of that that happens. But so apparently what people had said, and I think we talked about this on the previous breakdown, they edited the comment of Robin that don't do blackface that we covered last yes. episode mm-hmm. in, the, in the replay, but we got it. And there was no big pause. There was no, when she said it, there wasn't any kind of pregnant pause. He went pretty quickly, but he must have been like in his mind going, fuck, 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 like edit that, edit that, edit that. Meanwhile, the the blackface stuff had been out there for ages. It's true. Um, Raven. Well, she said it kind of mocking, kind of haughty, like all knowing Robin, which I love, but mm. he has no dump button. No, he has no dump button. That's why he can't take real callers. That's why whatever she said had to stay in the live broadcast, but yes. it came out immediately after. 
Oh, that's amazing. So if only Who? we could get through. Yeah. So you can. I even tried the wrap up show to talk about it. I got through to a screener. I wrote about it on our Facebook page and yeah. I said, uh, I wanted to talk about uh, when you guys are going to have Al Franken on or not Al Franken. I'm sorry. When oh. you're going to have Al Sharpton on Al Sharpton, because, yeah. you know, Don mm -hmm. Imus had to have him on and apologize to him profusely. So the nappy headed hose thing, this is a lot worse. I mean, I think I counted six times in blackface. Oh, uh, on Google images. So I said, yeah. I was wondering when he's going to apologize with Al Sharpton on Sirius since Al Sharpton has a show on Sirius. Yes, he does. And they said, we're not talking about that. <laughs> they said, <laughs> we're just talking about the relationship between Robin and Howard today. Last the the two times I've been on hold, and I'll let you I'll I'll let you say something after this, Raven. Um, the two times I've been on hold for the wrap up show or for Howard's because I've called in only a few scatter amount of times. I the the way to get on was I I acted like I was gay, said I was gay, <laughs> and it was gay related stuff. And they let me they put me on hold. So Howard was there seeing my call, choosing not to pick up on me. And a lot of times it's because the timing is wrong. You do have to call a certain, when they're still in the conversation of whatever it is you want to talk about. Otherwise, they may not. But I think in the one case, they put me on hold. I said, I was a gay guy. And I said, I think Howard's in the closet. And I, you know, I, I've been a gay guy for 30 years. I only came out 10 years ago. The whole backstory, right? And the guy was like, let me put you on through. <laughs> he was super happy. <laughs> so, Sam, next time, write something out for Jacob and tell him to call in if he's free. I'm totally doing it. I actually just you. sent him the advocate article that yeah. he did where he oh, yeah. said, oh, that was the interview I mean, that he did article. with Camille Palia. Yeah, I, I wish I could get, I probably have to order a physical copy and get the whole thing. But at any rate, um, Raven, you wanted to say. I'm just surprised that they even took her call after she said that or said anything in response. I would have expected a big click, like just hang up and be yeah, like, that you know which okay great for them but it, it's pretty easy to get through oh yeah it's well, easy to get through no but callers. it's not easy to get a topic approved that they want to talk about that's especially now like in the old wrap-up show days oh my God. just listen to a 50-minute clip of the old wrap-up show in let's say 2008 they must have they would have had like 15 callers in the span of an hour Maybe like any, mm -hmm. they, they could easily have six, seven callers and all talking about some, a few similar calls, but then uh, completely divergent topics. That was what the, the genius of that show back in the day, you actually got the truth come through and they had to, had to listen to people bitch and moan about Robin, especially the Robin stuff. God. Anyway, let's continue. There's only a few seconds left. There will never be a show ever that was as fucking wacky as my show. So crazy that I think I might have been insane. Except Pee Wee's Playhouse, which the show now is. Um, the next one, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Summit PowerPoint made more sense than this shit. I have a question. That, uh, I was a little crazy. Go ahead. Yep, Sam. Okay. So what show? What show do we know or anything that has been on this long? That has had such a uh, history of, uh, you know, obvious oh, racist. Yeah, things that would be obviously considered, you know, cancel culture. Like, what is something that survived this long that now gets to put up this stop sign? Like, no, and okay. gets excused for it. 
comedy related, you'd have to get like the only comparison is SNL, but that's a TV show. And um, it's known as a TV. It's known as a comedy sketch show. Right. How it's it's a radio show and it's a talk show and it's strictly talk radio and it could be serious. It's mostly jocular and it could be music or whatever, but it's a mishmash. No one goes to watch SNL and go, they're going to be serious about this today. Raven. I, I'm not sure how long, but I'm going to say 20 to 25 years. We've had South park. Oh yes. Which... And the S- Simpsons also just dealt with, uh, but it's always, it's very satirical, obviously. But they're cartoons. They are, but you know, um, it could what's, be offensive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm trying to think in terms of, but in the industry, I don't, I mean, Opie and Anthony lasted for quite a while, but they didn't last as, they weren't around as long as him. So it's hard to come up with an analog. You know? I mean, uh, just cons- considering even like the IMA situation that mm-hmm. all those, they he was canceled even after profusely apologizing to Reverend Al Sharpton for Christ's sake. I don't understand how this survives. This is the actually kind of unique. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's well, nothing well, it that could, would survive it, this. Yeah, I, I I wonder about this myself too because it, 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 it is it just a matter of he's going to retire. We know he's going to retire. That kind of thing. So let's let him ride it out. Because if they lose whatever Gardein sponsors, that's an <laughs> extra twenty bucks a week they're not going to get. So. Um, I'm, I'm at a loss as to why he hasn't been raked more over the coals, except if the mainstream media just imagined they think he's dead and they never heard it. It's like a vacuum. That must be the only thing saving him. Uh, Raven. He's just not relevant. He's yeah. not on radar. People, yeah. people don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. We're the only uh, assholes. To do. I get, I guess so. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> I conspiracy theory think that he actually has a lot on people. I think that because of his years in the business and how many powerful people he knows that I kind of think that Howard has dirt, dirt. Well, this is just how like the mob... Epstein had dirt. Oh, God. Yeah. How... And, yeah. So there's a reason why his career out of everyone survives. Well, I think first... he has dirt. I think the the one thing that I think could have taken him down really in terms of the Me Too stuff would have been the intern stuff, like the beauty pageants and when interns would come in and say, yo, you're hot, show us your tits. God, you got a nice rack with all this stuff. And Bowie would come in and, and like, she'd look at that ass on her, Howard, and stuff like that. Really, really revolting, vile stuff if you're a woman to listen to that, like locker room shit, that some people survive. Um, by the virtue of the fact that, no, oh, they're going to, they're always going to say it's comedy, it's satire, but I'm surprised the class action suit didn't happen earlier with more people and regarding sexual stuff, not money, because the intern lawsuit that happened in 2013 or 11 or so, I think it was 2012 ish when it was settled, it was about like just being not just unpaid slave labor, basically. And the, the, the judge famously said, let Stern get his own damn coffee, which is funny. But I'm surprised it didn't go way longer, way more money involved and about sexual stuff because they fucking, oh my Lord, how many times did he say, oh God, where's the hot intern that thinks I'm hot and wants to fuck me? I need that. Tell her, tell her to come in here and compliment me right now. Exactly. And I, I just don't understand how he got away with that. Fuck the, like the blackface stuff is sort of understandable based in context, but the intern stuff, I'm surprised he didn't get Harvey'd on that. Raven? 
Uh, no, I'm good. I. Okay, fair I, enough. Yeah, I'm good. Let's. So the summit. I think the summit PowerPoint made more sense. Too much attention. Like maybe I could have. I could take. I could knock it down by twenty percent and still live my life and still have an audience. But she was right. But uh, there it is. And uh, you know, I'm not a hater. I'm excited about uh, you know being on the radio, as most of you who listen to me know about. He's not on the radio, first of all, guys. Let's get that out of the way. He's podcasting now. He is yeah. a glory since since serious. He's a glorified podcaster. That's the truth. Sam, you're also saying, "Oh, I could knock it down about twenty percent." So you're gauging a percentage of your racism and bigotry, <laughs> or or ins- no? It, it was in this is in relation to his quote unquote insanity i could be 20 percent less insane and control it and be less inflammatory whatever nonsense it's just it's the stupidest thing him with his numbers 95 percent cancer 80 percent insane i'm just going to be 40 percent insane today and just just you know pick at my shit instead of eating it right but the insanity part that he's saying was the part that included blackface and <laughs> <Yeah>. uh <laughs> ching chong ching chong <laughs> and millie vanilli Knock it down. <laughs> and the Clarence Thomas stuff. About gay rights, telling you not to Oka be dumb. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited about the changes that are coming out of Black Lives Matter. I don't, you know, watching that guy choke to death, as I've said before, it's it's sickening and appalling. And it's ridiculous. And I think real change might be in the air. Oh, God. This is just bullshit lip service. It's so re- repulsive. Yes, Raven. He's not excited one bit. No, There's not. no inflections in his voice. No. There's no change in the volume. It's he's a just reading. It's just so programmed out of him. There's yeah. no excitement in him. No. He is the most duddy dud dud I've ever met. <laughs> well, not met her. <laughs> Thankfully, not meeting. Um, if you did meet, that's that's a good question. You just you just inspired that in me. If you got a chance to have like thirty seconds with him and he couldn't run away, what would you say to him? Oh, hmm. Uh, can I feel your hair? <laughs> <laughs> and he Would you like a scalp massage? For the 20 seconds that he'd have to be there listening, they're like reacting. It's not, <laughs> um, it doesn't matter. Have to say, yeah, that'd, that'd be great. Yeah. Sam? That, quest, that question, he, it wouldn't matter because he's just such a phony. So it wouldn't matter. No matter what we said, it wouldn't have any effect. But by the way, how Raven just said, He's not acting like that's the most boring tone you could take with. I'm excited about. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. About. Mm. Yeah, okay. He was real excited when he was telling cops to beat the shit out of Rodney King more for speeding. (laughs) He was more excited talking about Andy Cohen's ropey loads. Uh, He made a song. Ralph shaving his belly. Ralph shaving his belly. Sam? He made a fucking song about police brutality and how Rodney King should have been beaten more. He put it in a fucking book, the song. Uh, Don't go looting. Don't go rioting. Don't go rioting, you African-Americans. Don't yank us whites out of our cars. Rodney is guilty. There's no question. The bastard should be behind bars. We need to know that you will all stay calm and stay as gentle as Sinbad. Uh, give us a break from all the violence. It's so inconvenient when you get mad. What will take us away or what will it take for us to wake you up? 
we want to have the city calm, put down the guns and drugs and lose the hate. It isn't friggin' Vietnam. Don't go hitting TV reporters. Don't break the windows in the stores. Mm-hmm. Collect your welfare and watch Mantel Williams instead of starting racial wars. <laughs> the Vietnam reference and the Sinbad are so uh, timely, actually. But, um, yeah, Raven. Uh, let's not forget his other famous song, Old Black OJ Killed His Wife. <laughs> I was going to think, I was thinking a little a little newer, the DMX song, My N-Words, that he did in 99, which is, uh, you know, uh, also timely. Uh, let's keep going. Is that the same one as uh, Kenna yeah. N-Word, Get a Table Dance? Nope, that one's later even. I think that's oh, might be, and that sounds like, is that Two Live Crew or something? I can't remember. I think it was Two Live Crew, but maybe I'm wrong. The... Um... Me, you know, it has to do with these guys going to the streets and saying we've had enough. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about real change that might be down the pipe <laughs> or pipe, pipeline, pike. I don't know. Pike, pike. But I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, pike. I'm excited about, um, I'm excited about that Jesus. stuff. <laughs> that stuff. His SATs <laughs> in English must have been a fucking 220. I can't even. Raven. He got thrown off by the word pipe because he's laying pipe with Ralph. Absolutely. Number 14. <laughs> Raven, can you read this one? Sure. Much like the English language, Robin, Robin's memory fails her. I'm excited about the changes I've made in my approach to radio. But uh, Jesus Christ, I mean, you know. Yeah, anybody who wants, has, you know, I would suggest that most of the people listening now have heard all of my shows over the last 40 years. Talk about fucking ego. We are yeah. all carrying on to his, his, hanging on to his every word. Sam? Don't worry, we're reading everything right now, honey. <laughs> you know. They know what they were about, and they know what you did. They, At the end of the day. They were surprised by this, this headline this weekend. No, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I forgot about that. Oh, I, I couldn't, I, you know, I had completely forgotten about that. When yeah. I saw it, I was like, where did this come from? And then it was like, oh, that's right. That was that Friars Club roast. Friars Club. Uh, <laughs> Fire Island Club. <laughs> but they didn't uh, forget about Imus and Brenda. They no. didn't forget about no. that that interaction, right? And And the fact that that story changed so many times. It went from... He said it to a woman, that nice woman, a sweet woman that worked there, to he said it to about Robin, to he said it about both of them. So anytime, guys, a story changes a couple times, uh, then you know that there's mostly bullshit in the story. So it's, and it, Imus, by, by most accounts, did have a, a huge drug and alcohol problem and was a real asshole. The racist stuff, I believe too, actually, but just not from Me Howard. Too. Yeah, I believe it happened. I just don't believe their tale of how it happened. So. I would also support his cancer ranch over Beth's kitten bullshit. <laughs> kitten wrangling. Um, let's see. Hold on. This this one's a little longer. I don't know. Oh, there he goes. Uh, Sam, number 15. Oh, this is so long. You're going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> Wig, Wig claims he cringes when he watches the Channel 9 show. <laughs> The Channel 9 shows right after he says, I never watch it. By the way, he couldn't have been prouder on it and defended the Channel 9 shows on his radio show to the ends of the earth. Yeah, he, he actually did. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I never 
go back and look at that stuff. I cringe now when I look at myself from 40 years, 30 years ago and 40 years ago. When I look at that, that was 27 years ago. When I look at that, I go, oh, fuck, I, I can't stand that. If you notice on our channels, I don't sit and play every old show because a lot, a lot of them I just don't like. Okay, Sam? He, I don't think, cares about the racist shit and the sexist shit. It's the fact yeah. he doesn't like looking at his old nose. And his old wigs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, that's the that's the Perfect. extent of it. Yeah, I mean, we all look at our old stuff and be embarrassed by it. But you'd be embarrassed by an old diary entry that said, "I really hate," you know, this. You know, if someone wrote that in their diary and said, "Oh, I hate the Chinese" or something like that, you'd cringe to read that twenty years later, unless you were a proper racist. Dear diary, I dressed in blackface for the seventh time. <laughs> the drag side, the drag <laughs> entries are a lot longer. Dear diary, I did the step and fetch it voice for the 300th time today. Yeah. No. What can I tell you? My bad guy. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. A lot of people didn't seem to think so. Does. Hold on. Pretty sure. Show. Donnie Jr. did the show. Donnie Jr. did. The, Donnie Jr. was he on TV right the other here. day. He was saying, I'm really disappointed in Howard. He's changed. <laughs> Didn't you play beer pong with Ivanka? <laughs> no, was it Ivanka? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I thought I thought it was like Paris Hilton or somebody. I just some other dumb blonde. No, um, actually Paris Hilton <laughs> thinks so little of him and that fucking lunkhead that she would not even be near them during a basketball game and they were in some sort of seating arrangement, saw that Howard Stern was there with his wife and like just made a face and left. left. So even that piece of shit thinks he's worse. <laughs> wow. it's, it's shit on shit crime. Number 16, Raven, if you don't mind. Only two options in comedy guys, star fucking or blackface. He told me, said I'd gone Hollywood and that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, well, which is it? You want me to, you want me to get in blackface and make fun of, of, uh, Ted Danson? You know, do you want me to, you know, what do you want me to do? I mean, I don't know. I've changed. And Why then you're going to leak it to the press? Like, uh, it's big news. Sam. You've gone Hollywood. Where's the cunt rant for 45 minutes? Because <laughs> all Wendy Williams said was. No, no, no. Went, Don't get excited about this book. Howard's gone Hollywood. That's yeah. all she said. And he went into, you fucking cunt, you bug-eyed frog. Fucking go catch flies. You must pee standing up. What the yeah. fuck are you? Yeah. And yeah. That we could play that. We could play that, but that's an extra half, like 45 minutes. We're not going to play it. But another time we just might. Number 17, I don't think I have much influence. You know, I remember Don Jr. couldn't wait to take a picture with me after the interview. And like, and dude, by the way, if you're the president of the United States, if you want to worry about me, go ahead. I don't think I have much influence, honestly. A little bit of a... <laughs> what? This you know, flies in the face of the summit video where he said he had 60 million listeners in 2013. Did they suddenly all die in 2020? Where is he saying that the, pre but the president never spoke about this? So I don't no. even know what he's talking about. Yeah, I'm so sh I'm actually All shocked about that. Yeah, exactly. Number 18, I own everything I ever did, which is exactly why I edit my old shows. Yeah, and by the way, I own everything I did. Everything I did. Believe it or not, I never did anything behind the scenes. I did it right in front of your face. Always. 
tried to make a point, you know, whatever, sometimes, sometimes not, but, you know. <laughs> Raven. <laughs> like when he took the Howard TV guys show away, they, uh, Howard TV guys, when he canceled them, he did it right in front of us. Yeah, right. Exactly. So he's owning that. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number <laughs> number nineteen, Sam. <laughs> number nineteen. Uh, Robin Salem, are you here? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not. Is Scott? Hello. Are yeah, you exactly. there? Oh. Hmm. No. Okay, number nineteen. Feel bad for Howard because he was fired from many stations. And by the Wah. way, he was he was fired from one station, if I'm not mistaken, and that was WNBC. Where else was he fired at? Well, he was chased out of Chicago, according to or uh, yeah, according to Benjamin, Detroit? not Chicago, Detroit. Excuse well, me, because he said that uh, obviously Steve Dahl was popular there, and then he changed the narrative and said that Steve Dahl was copying him. Well, it, it, so yeah, he he misspoke. He wasn't fired from stations. His show was dropped from stations. He was fired one time, and that was from WNBC. But his show, yeah, was taken off in many markets over the years. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and Raven, remember how Benjamin said to the 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 Steve Dahl thing. Yeah. So, and how he rewrites history. So I I got this perfect example in '93, just about the you know the time he's telling people that Rodney King should have beaten like an animal more. Uh, yeah. Howard took a call from a guy who asked what he's supposed to do now that he's on the air. Howard hung right up on him. Another caller said, some people think he should be taken off in Chicago, but he doesn't think they should. Howard said there's a lot of history there. They need some time before they beat that fat, lazy bastard Steve Dahl. Howard said it takes a little time to beat people into these markets. He said he will eventually beat them, though. Howard said it doesn't take it. It doesn't just take a couple of weeks. It took them a long time in Philly to beat the zookeeper. It took three years down there. Howard said if he doesn't win, then maybe he's not a national performer. So basically, he hangs up on people who know he's stealing. Yes. And did it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number 19. Uh, sorry, yeah, did I even play that? Um, hold on. If you solve the pandemic. That's it. And we can go review all my old shows. And yes, for yeah, the record, they get around to now fixing you. Everything right. else should be done. Trust we me. No police problem. We should have uh. no protest. We should have no discrimination or inequality. And by the way, I paid a fortune to fix me. It ain't easy. <laughs> what do you mean his nose? I mean, I would do anything on radio or television. Anything. And by the way, if you do some more digging, you might find out I was fired from a ton of radio stations, you know, that's, that for a lot of different reasons. You're easy to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just a 79. He missed. <laughs> so he like, what? He misspoke. That, that isn't, um, that's not even conflating. That's just he, the way he, he explained it was stupid. Number 20, another, another retarded non-answer from Robin right on cue. But anyway, hey, Jeff, well, you're up, I, but you know, I just had one thing to say, you know, love, uh, there was a little backlash against me as a result of all of this. Well, and, rightly uh, so. It was all your fault. OK, Sam, you wanted to say I knew uh, I knew I somebody was, would interject. Uh, <laughs> I made sure that Robin was put in her place the second this happened. And so many people on Twitter 
made sure uh, to put her yeah. in her place. Okay. So when she's re- experiencing this shrapnel, it's because she suddenly decided to get a voice on Twitter, not on yeah. the radio. Right. She decided to start speaking out about the wrongs of society and right. Cuomo and police brutality. Out of out of all times, you want to have a voice, Robin? You think now is a good time when you're defending yeah. this piece of shit? Absolutely. All right. Yeah. It's 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 actually revolting to hear her. And, uh, and I mean, we know what else do we expect from her? But still to hear it is still annoying. Who do you hate more? Because I hate Robin more during this. I A lot of people would agree with you, um, but I I can't hate her more than him. If it's if he's if it's him like 100, it's her 99 kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like it's close, but he's always going to edge her just by the nature of it. She takes his lead. And he's the one that's really mo- the most full of shit. She's just an employee. He's the boss. You go after the boss. That's the way I well, see, see it. I think that he wouldn't even be here right now if it wasn't for her. Or Bobo, who brought it up. <laughs> and then <laughs> King, King of All Blacks. Because <laughs> you see the George Lloyd porn? And it's like, he got a porno out. And like, and then that thumpering, like, um, uh, nah, I'm not comfortable talking about. Uh, I'm not. Com- what are you not comfortable with? talking about? Gay, like a guy's dick on porn that you haven't seen yet, or you fucking, fucking, I don't know, or the fact that he's you're not, not comfortable about George this. Floyd. He had, he had Gilbert Godfrey out in the streets in vampire makeup, <laughs> asking about OJ. OJ, I mean, are yeah. you kidding that me? Was, you're not comfortable. Okay, sure. Raven, he's too sensitive. He knows. He's an idiot. Yeah. So he's too um, <clears throat> oblivious to what's going on in politics. Yes. What's going on with George Floyd, his background, his history. That's and right. he's totally afraid. I think he's probably been told, like, you can't say anything about George Floyd other than you have sympathy for his family and you stand behind him and you're excited for Black Lives Matter. Like, that's it. He cannot out. comment. And that's what made him nervous. I think so. I think that's that's the the the, the most the. The real skinny. That's right. <laughs> you made me go well, on the radio. I miss, that was my purpose for being there, so you could do that. Yeah, but I wish I was that brilliant. Is, I've always been a proponent of free speech, and I know what goes on in this society. And, uh, you know, a long time ago, I made a vow to myself that one word was never going to keep me out of a room. <laughs> no, but when you ask about what? the Cleveland book signing, you run out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> it depends what the it depends what the word is. If the word is why couldn't you make it? Why were you late for the Cleveland book signing? That's mm-hmm. when she walked out of the room. There's there's all <laughs> different angles at that show. We know that. Exactly. Let's continue. And so I don't care about that word and I don't care about being called an Uncle Tom because I know who I am. A lot of people don't know who they are. I know who I am and what I stand for. And I was showing all that time that it doesn't mean anything about you, that word. Never meant anything about you. That sounds like a narcissist trying to make the rules of language not apply to her. Do you, you know what you know what I really need to uh, clip uh, to play now, but I know it's gone, so I can't, is the Linda Ronstadt, Jay Leno a Tonight Show appearance where Robin's in there promoting her book and Linda Ronstadt says, I think he's using you. I think you're a puppet. Like, I think you're a pawn. She uh, even says it in this. She goes, this is why people think I've been around for this long. Well, yeah. That, that this is... is what I'm here for. Yeah. You're right. Absolutely. 
Yes, you, <laughs> you just you, hit them. You think it's because you read the news well? You had a whole website called robinswrong.com. <laughs> Love that. And there's a Facebook group with a few thousand people called Robins Wrong. That's all it's called. <laughs> you think Dan Rather has that? No. <laughs> Andy Cohen's gonna have one soon, so there's only a few more left to go, and then we'll get we'll get through this. Uh, number twenty one, my limo driver is my Google alert. Anyway, so Ronnie broke the news to me that I was in the news, and I was like, "That's oh. amazing that you, Ronnie, knew something you didn't." Ronnie knew that I had been busted for being on TV and radio. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yes, Raven, you're shaking your head. Such fucking lies, this guy. Yeah, it really he, is tough to get through. He has that no need to talk to Ronnie. Oh, sorry, guys, one at a time. Uh, yes, uh, Raven? He's got no need to talk to Ronnie. He doesn't need a limo. No, and right? he, Ron, Ronnie said in what, this week he said he sold the car. Oh, I yeah. missed that. I must yes, have been typing. Said, and I, when he says car, I'm sure he means the lim- the prom limo. The prom limo, the, yeah. With the big V antenna. <laughs> Hold on for a second. 307. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you, by the way. I just, no, I, can't, no. I just thought he must need another vacation because Howard just bragged. And Ronnie just bragged how him and Stephanie went on vacation on Howard's dime. And so he did this whole thank you gratitude thing the same way. Uh, mm. Gary, after he's grieving from his father, had to brag about a deli A tray. deli tray? Platter. <laughs> yeah. It was kosher. Um, uh, number 22, bullshit Trump deflection. Uh, Jeff, you're on the air. Go ahead. Good morning, Howard. Good morning, Robin. Hey, Welcome from the back office somewhere at the Sirius building. Oh. Hey, now. I, I don't even know what to say. This is fucking ludicrous that they're coming at you, of all people. Well, listen, I, I, have, I, I admit, I've been critical. I've been critical of Trump and I knew I didn't know exactly what they would do. But OK, Sam. OK, so I've tried calling the Stern show this week. It doesn't go through, you know, like how you call something like a regular radio show or anything. It just or even a phone number back in the day before mm-hmm. cell phones. And it just goes, you know, it rings, but it just goes, do do it. It's busy. No. When you call the Stern show, try it. I dare you. It just goes as like, it's almost like a pause, like it's waiting. And then it just says busy. And then it's dropped. They, oh, they, really? It's automated. Oh, yeah. Try it. Okay. So then okay. you're, so, uh, the, 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 so then this is all bullshit. This is just another fake caller, which we know it is because they can't, yeah, there is no, no way, calls. there was no way on today's show, they were going to let a live caller through and chance it. There's no way. Raven? Speaking of fake callers, do you know how many nurses and doctors have gotten through as callers these days just to back him up on the no mask wearing? Isn't it that is amazing? fucking ridiculous. <laughs> okay, let's keep going with Trump deflection. I thought it was like, you know, I was kind of insulted that Donald Jr. was going after me. In fact, I was talking to my kids yesterday. My kids said, you know, we would like to go on the air and attack Donald Jr. We'll, we'll fight with him. Like, I, we'll have the kids all fight each other. Oh, for fuck's sake. This is how low he's gotten. He's gone from no longer discussing his kids to now claiming they're going to back him up and defend him when they have nothing to do with him anymore. Nothing. Could you imagine Emily in her armpit hair, like yelling at Donald Trump Jr. Zuza, Zuza. Yeah, it's 
It's insanity. Uh, the next clip, number 23, uh, Sam. My kids were prepared to defend their meal ticket. Exactly. Eh, kids, you don't need that. So, uh, although I did, I, you know, the old me would have had that on in two minutes. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would have, yeah, the kids were like, Dad, we want to go on the air and, and argue with Donald Trump Jr. I go, that is a really good bit. But you know what? I'm going to be a little protective of you here and tell you, <laughs> which is something I couldn't do years ago. But um, the only time you'll hear his daughters on the air, I believe, is when Ashley would come in for like bring your kid to work day in like early 2000s or so. And late early and like Allison and I think Ashley, the only two voices you would have heard on the radio show, maybe Emily a long time ago, but I don't recall. I'd have to dig that one up. Um, Sam, was he protective when was he protective when Ross was he protective when Ross was uh, hitting on them during an Eminem concert and thinking that him and his kids were hot? Was he protective when Grillo was uh, dirty dancing with one of them during a concert? Was he protective of them when one of them had to go pee and somebody yelled his name and he dove into a limo like a fucking flying pussy? Yeah. Uh, Raven? One of them overdosed on ecstasy, I thought, at that same that, uh, that was jingle Emily ball. At the jingle ball, yeah, that's yeah. protective. And there was another time there was a spelling bee. They went up against a staffer. Was it Sal or Bowie? Might have been. Might have been. Might have been Bowie. Maybe I'm thinking of Sal's kids. I I, I might be wrong. No, on that no, one. it was it was definitely uh, Sal's. Uh, no, one of Gary's kids. I think Jackson came in and went against Levy and Sal. And beat them. Right that was the that was the conceit. Um, <laughs> but uh, I guess they needed a bit more traction. Um, the next one, uh, number twenty four, back office caller earns his pay. But um, just you know, don't listen. apologize though, Howard. You Nobody's apologizing. You, you, you can't apologize. Not apologize. How can you apologize? You did. I was on TV and radio. Did I did it. it. Because- okay, Raven. Yes, I know you're gonna. Yeah, go ahead. Robin said it. No one's apologizing. Bingo. Bingo. We called it. We knew yep. that. Yep. Black lives don't matter to these people. <laughs> <laughs> Paychecks matter. Paychecks <laughs> matter. That wasn't an accident. Right. People uh, evolve. Yeah. You've evolved. Read your book. If you're a fan of the show. Which book are you referring to, caller? The first uh, two in which he claims homosexuality was a distraction. Uh, or OC- I, I back gotta, pain. I got to count the. I got to count right now. I just okay. accounted. Uh, uh, three thousand dollars for the last two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, Raven, you were gonna say. I can't. I can't read those books because I threw them out like he told me to in the last one. <laughs> you burned them. <laughs> They're burned kindling them. <laughs> for the for the fire pit. <laughs> it's just a raging bonfire with those ugly dresses and wigs and drag. You don't want anyone to. <laughs> You know, okay, shock, shock, whatever you want to say, you were equal opportunity for everybody. And we enjoyed it, but we've all evolved. I've been listening to you for 30 years. Some people enjoyed it. Some didn't. I used to sit at home and go. To talk to you, yeah. Like, I used to sit at home and go. But you guys were visionaries, okay? And I just. Yeah, but we thought so. Bullshit. Yeah, I don't. I don't for a minute think this is an organic call. I'm just sorry. It was just, and he let him go for quite a bit. Raven, that's all um, to help bolster contract negotiations this year. Yes, absolutely. 
or or some some level of maybe I can continue in some fashion, uh, which is a whole other conversation, guys, as to whether or not the crew is going to be with him, if people are going to be let go and stuff. Personally, I believe if they do re-sign him, which might be the stupidest thing on the planet, they're first of all going to give him so little money as to force him to sort of fire or let people go, like Robin and them. Like, Robin won't be there. Bowie won't be there. Uh, it'll be a, a skeleton crew, and it'll just be him interviewing once a week, like an hour, like doing a Bennington thing kind of thing. Uh, so, but I don't, I don't think that, e- that even that's going to happen. I think Sirius is done with him because they have his archives. They don't need him. Sam? Mm. You know how we talked about like the worst tasting smoothie and it would be kale and piss, which is the show. So what would the bonfire be? Like what's the kindling wood? What's the first thing that he would throw in this fucking bonfire? What's the first thing you guys think that he would want in there? Like what are the what are what are we burning? The books. What do you think? I think the books first. The books for sure. The Sibian. The Jackie Puppet. All the Channel 9 shows. All of them. <clears throat> Billy West. He'd burn him. Or Artie Tapes. Because they they are a, a 180%. 180 degree turn from what the show has become. And he was... And you could hear it during those serious years. Two, 2008. Remember the one time when Gilbert was on and riffing with Artie during the news? And he goes, okay, guys, that's enough. He never yeah. said that in the in the day back in the day because they were they were going a little too far. There's no question. I didn't find that particular episode funny. But what was it um, Shabon? What was her name again? Shabon. Shabon. Yeah. Burn that. <laughs> the gay, the gay Google Google dolls gay dance party stays because because oh, <laughs> oh. that's a spank bank. You don't get rid of that show. <laughs> God, that when video heard... is so brilliant. <laughs> Benjamin's oh. video. Yes. When I heard that that studio smelled like man ass i wanted to i had a retching moment possibly then it's just a smell thing it's not it's not an orientation thing yeah yeah that's that's your that's your uh ronnie moment (laughs) okay sam can you read number 25 my life with ralph was falling apart I'm seriously, I, when I went into therapy, I was, I really believed that everyone in the world should be listening to me. How could they not? What I was doing was groundbreaking. I was changing the world. No, it I was opening up every dialogue you could open up. Sec- he was opening up Ralph's colon. Yes, Raven, you were going to say? <laughs> he beat me to it. Gay <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't be taboo. Black shouldn't be taboo. Jews shouldn't be taboo. Let's go fucking ape shit. Everything. Let's put it all out. Don't talk. Don't talk in the locker room. Talk on the fucking air. I mean, don't talk. Don't tell me what you want to do with your business, John. I just let Gary hear it. Go ahead. Um, yes, Sam. So this is what this is what gets me crazy. Go we're ahead. gonna throw it all out there. I was crazy in the day. We were gonna let everything. We're just gonna throw everything out there. You're acting like you were throwing things out there that were morally and uh, politically, ethically responsible, things that changed the world in a good way, <laughs> not a bad way. <laughs> you act like you did things that were good for the world. You fucking printed a book, a goddamn brick of shit, with you dressed in drag, telling people that gay was a mental illness and could be cured if you should want to have a family someday. So go right. fuck yourself. 
Okay. Uh, all right. How how did a girl using a drill on another girl and her squirting in Bowie's eye save the world? <laughs> Can someone explain that to me? <laughs> Only if you went blind, then I'd be happy. <laughs> I was. It's it's funny how he he likes to like he parlay both sides of it. Like it was it was groundbreaking of this, but I was out of my mind. Which is it? You're proud of it. Or you're out of your mind. You didn't know what you're doing. Choose a fucking narrative and go with it. All he would have had to have done in, t- t- in literally 60 seconds was, I'm sorry. That stuff I did the same. I think Fallon, Jimmy Fallon uh, released a press a st- <laughs> press uh, statement that was pretty much what I'm saying now. All he had to do was just own it. Like really own it. And then get let go of it. Go on to the next thing. No, fuck it. Anyway, let's keep going. It was, I mean, and women measured my dick on the air. You know what I mean? I mean, it was fucking crazy. Yeah. Women measured my dick on the air, I'm sure. What does yes. your penis have to do with you being honest or helpful, by the way? Or, or not racist, yeah. Number 26, my daughter still dates men successfully. And then everything started falling apart in my life. Like, it started getting crazy. It was too crazy. And then I, when I went into therapy, I was like, oh, fuck off. Jesus oh, H. Christ, okay. this fucking therapy yeah. thing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I get so fucking angry. He's doing this repetitive bullshit. You get angry. Oh, fuck me. I, fuck my I life. Have... What am I doing? <laughs> I, I, I give up. <laughs> just, I, I just you give, give up. up? I actually have the part where he says when he went into therapy. What? <sighs> it's actually, in, it's even worse. This is why I get so mad. It's, he says... I can't even read this without fucking wanting to kill myself. For 20 years, I've been in the grips of devastating mental illness, OCD, <laughs> obsessive compulsive disorder. <laughs> Unknown to anyone around me, even my lovely wife, Allison, I was a slave to a series of ritualistic behaviors that made me a prisoner of my own psyche. See, so nobody even knows this is happening, by the way. Right. That's how you know he's so full of fucking bullshit. Just read that book. If we ever do a breakdown of Miss America, which will be a must, a must do at some point, some parts of it anyway, that's going to be <laughs> right after the what? Colford book and the Stuttering John thing. Yes, Raven? Just that, like you said, nobody can confirm his OCD. Nobody saw no. him tapping. Not no. even Robin. She just was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you were terrible. But. There's not one concrete example to back it up. Nothing no. that shows any, you know, people that are OCD are like really, really bad. Tell. They're meticulous. And yeah. he just doesn't have that. He, no. it, it, no. was, it was so, to I feel point, so stupid for falling for that back in the day. Well, to the I never did. I, that whole, whole OCD chapter, I think I skimmed over it because I go, this is bullshit. And uh, when I did read back to it, I go, oh my Lord, I can't believe this is actually out there. But, um, the uh, hold on one sec. The, to the point where Ben Stern said, "Well, if you had OCD, why wouldn't you clean your room when your mother asked you to?" Yeah. And he goes, "What is it like? I didn't know that I'd do it right. I'd just be doing it forever." Bullshit, Sam. Now this might sound like a bunch of psycho babble to you, but it all makes sense to me. I started talking out loud, arguing with myself. Don't you see, stupid? You've been going through the rituals as a distraction. And the back pain is a distraction to keep you from thinking about the OCD. 
you didn't have a problem with acid. Your mind was distracting you, keeping you from thinking about your career, your fears, and your future. As soon as those thoughts entered my head in a split second, the OCD went away. Oh, my Lord. Keep in mind, everybody, and we've done this, we've said this before. Well, I'll repeat it again. Um, Sarno initially, when the when Sarno met with him, it was Sarno that recommended he go to psychotherapy. And when he did go to the psychiatrist for the first time, and I believe it's been the same guy all these years, uh, the first thing the guy wanted to talk to him about was homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Why would why would a psychiatrist mm-hmm. bring that up first in any meeting, like a meeting? Wouldn't you just talk to the person and find out? Unless he was coached by Sarno, who told him, look, this is the problem with this guy. You have to you, you have to find a way to get him out of the We need closet. the Iron Sheik Fred button right now. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but I know exactly which one it is that you do too, Raven. He's been edited out. We can't get that anymore. Yeah, exactly. With uh, the Artie. <laughs> yeah, he is I'll, gay and fagola. He's on the bonfire. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Let's go. Look, I think I could still do a show, but it took years. I said, I think I could do a show. And still do a really good show, but communicate a different way. I, I think I've got enough talent to do that. But then I started realizing well, you've done it, and thank you very much thank for you. you guys. I love All you. Right. Have a great day. Bye bye. You too. I'm droning. I'm droning on. Anyway, so you know, what can I tell you? It was shocking to me. Yeah. And the last two, um, the free speech martyr miraculously gets fake Trump on the phone. This is so. This is really the end of it all, but. Yeah, I know. Listen, I by the government before in a really bad way. I mean, it almost ended my career 57 times. You know, when you start finding radio stations, you know, it's all fucked up. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, Sam. Uh, it wasn't the government. It was people who didn't like you, who actually took the time. Yep. Yeah, they would complain. They went into various markets and said, get him off the fucking air. They petitioned. Oh, man. We don't like your te- you we don't like that you're saying Rodney King should be beat like an animal and Selena's music is bullshit. Yep. But uh, oh Donald Trump wants to say some stuff. No, Very no. Upset with us. Yes. At least you're brave enough to call in Donald. Well, you know, I hear that you're you know, now you're attacking my son who found some great information on you. <laughs> so now it's you 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 know, you mess with the Trump bull, you got the I don't know what the phrase is, but you get something. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm I'm actually a bigger man now. I'm not going to sit there and talk about Donald Trump Jr. And so- okay, go ahead, uh, Raven. Have you ever heard a worse Donald Trump impression? We've uh, had about five different people do him on the show, and this is probably the fifth worst. I was just going to say this is like the drunk breath, the drunk Breakfast Club, where you get the bowl, you. You get the horns. You mess with the bull, you get the horns. Like, it's right. awful. Yeah, it is. Uh, and this last little bit is only about 10 seconds left. It's 20 shit. seconds. I, know. I just wish he'd stop killing all the animals. And maybe no, if he did be go... killing some sheep now or something. Yeah. He killed some rare sheep. And I would hope he would, like me, go into psychotherapy and, and make yourself a better man. Um, I, I did it. It's hard work. Do it. But you, but, but let's get, let's get, let's get to you. Enough about me. It's all about him, Ed. Yeah, it's all pretty, about him. Pretty much, he did. He and, did the Jerry Seinfeld thing. What was that? Uh, we're gonna go to dinner and talk all about you. And then remember, he tried yeah. to make number twenty-eight. Please, if you will, Raven. The all-you-can-eat bullshit buffet is now open. 
I probably developed the most fucking crazy act on the planet. Well, I know that part. But, but I think I'm when I just go home, wondering, what in the world were you doing? You were probably just completely ignored. As a child, yes. Yeah. I was. That's what when I went into therapy, I realized that I was crazy. I was like, like, like. Oh. After saying, I'm my. Saying, what What is your story? You think you can you can do? It's like you're a tantruming. Now this, Stop! I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I had to stop it. That was 30 seconds. But there's no way that happened. You hear the pauses? Stop it. He is blaming, as an almost 70-year-old man, the mm -hmm. fact that he was a racist piece of shit for most of his career and uh, sexist, misogynist, and pandered all this bullshit. And this blackface that's turning up all over this media and articles, it's blamed on the fact he wasn't paying attention to as a child. Yeah. And now he's coming to that realization with Robin's help. Thank you, Tom. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Raven? They're both so geriatric, they can't spit out a complete sentence without spitting, stuttering, going back over themselves, dropping commas, dropping articles. It's just, I, I can't, they, they rewrite history. And that's what, that's what the rest of our your shows are going forward, is rewriting the history of Beth. Ralph, Robin, mm -hmm. Howard. It's just it's it's just a constant barrage coming yeah. at his us. And we ignored him so much, mm -hmm. right, Raven? Like yeah. if his parents ignored oh. him so much, why would they be on all those shows? Like the roasts or the phone calls and knew every second. Why in all those home movies he's he's treated like a prince and he has mm -hmm. his puppets and yep. his attention and his parents' attention constantly. If he mm -hmm. was so ignored as a child, right? Kind he of flies in the face. To... Flies in the face of what he's saying. He was brought to work with his dad. Yes. He was recorded on vinyl, yep. on tape. Yep. He had the world. He had so much, and uh -huh. and he just took it all for granted. He had summer camp, sleepaway summer camp. Yeah. Who goes to he work with car. their dad? His dad paid for college and a car for him. He had Sam, everything handed to him: his puppets, his Jerry Mahoney. Sam, were you being um, were you being sarcastic? Yes, I swear to fucking God, if my dad, first of all, I never went to work with my dad, and really? I don't feel I don't feel slighted by not going to work with my dad. I I did, I, but but all know. I remember is like. My dad would get a call from work, and God forbid we picked up the phone while he was on a call from work. Okay. He would scream like he would be fucking livid with us. That's all I remember. And do I dress in blackface? No. <laughs> yeah. Not that we've <laughs> it seen. Seem, it seems a far cry. Let's continue. Child inside. You think it's like you, you're starved for attention. You never got attention. And I went, yeah, that, that's kind of true, I guess. At first I was laughing about it, but... You know, no one, I never, I never had any guidance or an adult who was interested in me. Oh, fuck. Raven, yes, please. How do yeah. you fill a, a bottomless pit? How do you fill it? He yeah. has a bottomless pit of need and he's yeah. never going to be satisfied. He's, no. nothing's going to ever work for this man. No. And when we go on to this, the next day, uh, the, the, the next day is the 16th. And when, I don't know when we're, we're going to record that. And Robin talks about her cancer. 
it's all about him. It's all about like, what am I going to yeah. do? Who do I get next to replace this? And it's me, 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 not a second. When he was crying, he claims he was crying about Robin's cancer. It was maybe, maybe that was the one time where he got something or he's approaching real loss that no. he goes, the, uh, but I don't believe that. I don't well, believe that for a second. How old are your parents, Fillmore? Dad is going to be 88 this year and mom just turned 80. Could I imagine what could talking shit about my father your for father? No, could you imagine your father saying or coming to this realization? Well, I'm I didn't get enough attention. I it, like the, I believe that people carry parent issues with them to the grave, uh, but it I don't believe it's as uh, as all consuming, and I don't believe that's this is not the fucking nature of his problems. The nature of his problems has been a closeted bustos his entire life. And, um, and them disapproving of the fact that he's an idiot. And he, I think, like I said to Bob, I believe he knows inherently he's a worthless human being and that the false self is created to sort of hide himself from all of that. That's wrong. So he, the, the, the DJs he ripped off the, uh, employees that he's fucked over the, uh, the gag order with ONA, the, uh, the, the shit with Allison, like literally fucking her life up for most of it before she, you know, rebounded and got a nice guy and has a you know a good stepfather for her for her kids his kids lack of relationship there you list you put it all it's a list of failures not just the movie i'm not talking about commercial failures i'm talking about failures in your life that you go through moral failures well in 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 all kinds yeah absolutely in so many ways and then the fact that so he cannot hide him and robin are both extreme narcissists absolutely but i don't believe either of them looks in the mirror and doesn't see those imperfections every day. And it's a sad way to live. It's a really, really awful way to live. Uh, Raven, yes. I, I, I kind of think that him and Robin look at each other as mirrors yeah. for each other. Yeah. That they have no family. Yes. They've, their only success they can see is money mm-hmm. or apartment, house, car. Yep. But they, they have no human human qualities mm-hmm. um like you said like being proud of of raising children of a successful marriage of um you know screwing over the people who've worked for you where you've gotten your material your your morals your ethics are all questionable or non-existent at that point mm-hmm. so you're two empty souls just looking at each other as you wind down your lives i kind of see that um you know, if when Robin had cancer, that that may have been the closest he got to emotion, because honestly, at that point, he still needed her for his show. So without his show, he has no identity. And without her, he 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 loses that that background laugh, that cackling. Yep. And then he he's on the island by himself. Yes. You know, and, there's no and one Beth's else. Not- and Beth's not enough. Beth's not enough yeah, for his yeah. ego. Yeah. She's an employee. That's right. Sam? <laughs> okay, let's let's kill this clip as soon as we can. This is a long one, so. I had one that was interested in me, but. <laughs> yeah, your dad was very interested in you. <laughs> you really, sometimes you don't want that either. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a bad but, thing. Like, there Who's laughs about that, guys? Who who's a fucking who's a, who's an abuse? This was the problem I had when we did the Robin book review. Who laughs at their own molestation? 
I mean, if you're a comic, if you're a stand-up comic, yes, maybe you are going to make up make jokes a on liar. a stand-up stage. But go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, please, the Raven. It's not just laughing; it's like a snorkeling, snorting, like she's, you know, <laughs> she's all in on that laugh. It's yeah, well, that's what Steve Urkeling her fucking molestation. Let's keep going. S- su- supposed, yeah, yeah, so crazy. But yeah, I was, uh, yeah. And then I started thinking about it and thinking about how much attention I want. And then you got to, then you spend years struggling with this inner child in you that says, go on TV, go on Letterman. If, if, uh, what was the horse's name that died? Swale. Go on and drag a dead horse. And I remember Letterman's producer saying to me, you can't do that. Oh my God. Guys, this is, there's about, honestly, there's another three minutes to this. I don't know that I can get through it all. Um, but that, that, that was just giving him, I really, the, the whole purpose of that was to show more nonsensical. You know uh, that emoji with the brain exploding? (laughs) Yeah. That is what I feel like right now. I can't, I cannot fucking deal with him talking about all of this and conflating it with a goddamn fucking Letterman appearance and a bit that he might have done. Yes. I, uh, goodbye. Have a nice <laughs> night, everyone. It was. Good. I was. I hope you enjoyed was, the show. I was thinking time. the. I was thinking the animated GIF of the kid, the guy that's smashing his head into the keyboard until he's a bloody pulp and there's no eyes left. The fucking uh, like jippy sti- pop. The, st- the stick insect one. Um. Yeah, Raven, please. I'm just the guy jump opening up the window and jumping out head first. So, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, my favorite. I, I I don't know that we need to go through the rest of this, even though, again, it is it's a pretty telling clip because they're both the two of them go on it. And uh, I, I'd rather just if I need to play more of it, we can play at the next one uh, because we are really, really going long here. So that was our take on the apology of June 15th, the non-apology on June 15th, guys. Um, we're uh, Sam and I at some point are going to cover the 16th and 17th in their fashion. Uh, I'm not sure when going to be alive <laughs> <laughs> if we serve, if we survive and Sam would rather deal with a flood than <laughs> talk about Stern. <laughs> You remember the episode in Howard TV where Jeff the drunk was chained to a person and no. they, oh my yep. God, they handcuffed him to a girl and they videotaped it and she would win like 15 grand if she stayed for with tw- him for, yeah, for 24, 24 hours. hours. Another thing that, that Howard didn't pay for. Oh God, that's way more plausible. That actually seems like a fucking cakewalk in comparison. <laughs> yes, Raven. <laughs> No, I was going to say she only lasted a couple hours and she quit in tears. <laughs> Wouldn't you? <laughs> that, that would be that would be. Brutal. That's how I feel in the AM threads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guys, guys, before we wrap this one up and we're sorry there weren't more laughs, but it really wasn't. I mean, it was laughs in, in, the, in the wrong sense, as always. We want to thank everybody for listening. Um, I want to thank Raven, who's done a wonderful job with us and continues to do a great job in the mockery threads, morning mockery threads. We love her. And um, hopefully we'll hear more of her from time to time doing these um, threads, not threads, the um, uh, breakdowns, especially or spe- uh, specifically some um, deep dives that we're going to do when she's got the schedule for it and when she's got the desire to go do it, she's always got an open invitation. Sam, the, the revulsion you feel, the look on your face, it really looks like the uh, munch painting or whatever, the scream <laughs> you're holding your face. Uh, thank you so much um, for being the co-host on this traveling sideshow of psychoticness. I, 
My face is sliding more than Beth's after a fucking non-Botox for COVID stay. I, the the point, it's not always funny because this isn't funny. Pointing out hypocrisy is so insane. Yeah, absolutely. I I can't wait to be funny again. And we will be. Don't worry. (laughs) Relax, guys. We'll try our best. So from all of us over at Quite Frankly, a Howard Stern podcast, check us out on Podbean and Spotify and Podcast Republic and probably Stitcher and a crap load of other podcast um, apps. Um, We're on Facebook. Our Facebook page is exactly what I've just said. uh, Howard Stern podcast, quite frankly. And uh, we're on Twitter as well. Uh, I think we'll have a little... um, insert in the video when I get around to processing this. So have a good week and stay safe and we love you guys. So take care from all of us. Bye. Bye.